And we're pleased to be joined for the first time in the second season by the head coach of the Vanderbilt Vipers, Coach Drew Sanders. And Coach, the Vipers fought through a valiant effort by Westwood, kind of wore down the Warriors. Your thoughts on an impressive Vipers 38-7 win over the Westwood Warriors last Friday night? It's been good the last couple of weeks to play tough defenses mm -hmm. and um, well-coached offenses. You know, it's a state's leading rusher. Um, and so it was excellent. I thought it was kind of what we needed because I thought they were a level of a playoff team, mm -hmm. probably should have been in the playoffs. Um, and so it was nice to play a good opponent late and um, us pull away. I mean, our offense, I think, scored four out of five drives in the second half and made some adjustments. Coach Mauser and his staff always do a good job and were able to run the ball, which was good. Mm -hmm. um, and then defensively, it was sad to lose our shutout. <laughs> uh, that could have been three shutouts in a row. You know right. how I feel about that. Uh, but um, good to see everybody play, and and um, and, a, and a great finish it is very difficult. It's only been done three times in Vandergrift history. Mm -hmm. You could probably go around and just pick any random school, and you probably wouldn't find one 10-0 season in their football history mm -hmm. if you just picked random schools. I'm not right. talking Lake Travis and Westlake. That's how unusual it is to keep a group of kids focused and the entire time and so it was fun to go 10-0, uh, but at this point, that's all a, a memory, and it's time, like you said, for the second season. Yeah, that's exactly right. And you catch 100 Vibers with 442 yards total offense. Brendan Fournier, another great game, 152 yards, three touchdowns. Is it safe to say that you just kind of wear down your opponents to, to, to kind of pull away like that in the second half? Yeah, I mean, um, some opponents we've, we've worn down in the first half, you mm -hmm. know, but Westwood's a little tougher, had a good plan, um, and... Their defense was one of their things that they did. And run when you when you run the ball, it's less possessions, right. you know, those kinds of things. Um, but yeah, we definitely wore them down. We're the more physical team. That was good to see. Well, you mentioned you lost a shutout. That's a shame. But uh, man, what a great defense overall, average giving up less than a touchdown a season. How much of that does that factor into it? Because you get them off the field quickly. Your offense is on the field. Their defense is on the field quite a bit. How much does that factor in as the game wears on? I think it factors in a lot. I think you're right on it. It's just if we can keep our offense, keep coming at people, they're eventually mm -hmm. going to make the play. Right. Um, and so it was it was good to see that, and it, it was nice to see our starters uh, do do so well. Um, I think I'm I'm pretty sure that our starters haven't been scored a, um, on a touchdown wise. Right. Nobody scored a touchdown on our starters in the entire district season. Yeah, I think you're right about that. I was kind of looking at that last night. In fact, uh, Vandergrift Vipers head coach Drew Sanders, a guest during the pregame show. A lot of boring, lopsided potential first-round matchups coming up in the playoffs. This will not be one of them. Uh, this is Texas-Alabama right out of the gate. Uh, your, your thoughts on the Vipers taking on a story program at Lake Travis right out of the bat? You know, we've played some really good programs over the years, um, and this will, this will rank right up. You know, when we used to play uh, Lake Travis in 16 and 17, they were at the height of their – what they could do, and we were still figuring out who we were as a 6A program. Um, and so I think we're meeting it at different times now where we're starting to trend upward and they're still very elite. And so now we're going to get a chance to see if we can hang with another st one of the state's elite programs. Mm -hmm. um, so what a great challenge. That's the way we're looking at it is, you know, what a great opportunity. This is probably a fourth-round matchup, uh, and it happens to be in the first round. So whoever wins this, has got to feel good about their chances to get right. all the way to the quarterfinals or the semifinals because both of these teams um, could easily play deep into December. Well, uh, talk about the football side of it, what it's going to take to win between the 20s on Friday night. Well, 
Let's talk about Lake Travis's defense first. They are kind of renowned for their defense. You look at all their scores, their low scores. Um, coach Carter is a defensive coach. I've, I've learned by watching his defense over the years. I mean, he's an excellent coach, and he always has his players ready to play hard, play physical. It doesn't matter if he has a D1 guy or not. His defense plays exactly the same. Um, and so we've got to just execute if we want to move the ball. We can't allow them to make any um, big plays. We've got to stay out of the negatives. You know, we had a couple penalties last week. Mm -hmm. We can't get a holding call. It's going to be hard to overcome first and 20 against a, a quality team like them. So that's that on, on defense. And then, you know, their offense, they're still um, – I don't know what's happening with the quarterback situation. I guess we'll find out Friday. But they played two quarterbacks. Supposedly one was injured. I don't know if he's coming back or not. Uh, but they're both really good, 12-2. and two. And they kind of run the same offense with, with either one of them. Both talented runners, have excellent arms. Um, might be the most talented receiver room we've faced this year. Mm. Big offensive line. Liked tempo at times. How we, how we win, we've got to keep them in the third and tens, the third and sevens. If we allow them to win first down, uh, it's going to be a long night for us. We've got to find a way to keep them behind the sticks. And then a couple of takeaways would really be nice. Well, and we've kind of talked talked about it a little bit. There's so much conversation about Division One, Division Two, all the stuff that you can't control. Um, maybe the path is easier in Division Two. That doesn't matter. It's going to be Division One. The upside of that is the Vipers have never beaten Lake Travis. Potentially have never beaten Westlake down the road. A chance to possibly, well, definitely face one of those two opponents. Talk about that aspect of it a little bit to finally put to bed those whispers of, well, you still haven't beaten those guys. Yeah, I mean. In the last six years, we've we've definitely played better, have risen to heights that maybe um, nobody ever expected from us. I definitely, I know it for sure wasn't talked about when we first started the district. Mm -hmm. Everyone kind of said, "Welcome to the district," and get ready to get beat by Cedar Ridge and everyone else, you know. And we promptly beat them in their in our very first district game in overtime. Um, I think we've established our program. This, you know, it's like beating Katie last year. This would be uh, a big win in our. Um, programs, you know, a long, long line of trying to improve our program and keep that trajectory going forward, right? Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, so, so yes, we look forward to the opportunity. But at the same time, whether Division One, Division Two, I kind of expected Division One last year. We almost went Division One. Right. We were like an extra point away from going Division One last year. Mm -hmm. So um, I kind of knew it would happen at some point. Um, as people say, easier, harder, whatever else, there's never been an easy playoff win um, in my my history. So we've, we've just got to go and, and play. And now what you got to do as a coach and as a team, you just got to go play and focus on this game. And that's all, that's all we can do. And so let's go prepare the best we can. Let's put out the best product we can. And hopefully that's enough. Well, I know you've got a ton of work to do. Everybody else gets to sit back and just kind of enjoy a heck of a football game. So good luck on Friday night and beat Lake Travis for the first time ever. All right. Thanks, Merle. Better get Fiber Set Coach Drew Sanders, a guest here on the free game show. We'll take a break and be back in time for the opening kickoff. You're listening to Vanderbilt Fiber's football on the horn. All right. National Anthem finishing up on this Veterans Day weekend. We're just a moment or two away from kickoff. As I mentioned, the number four Vipers against the number one uh, Lake Travis Cavaliers. 
started to mention Lake Travis's only two losses, eight and two overall, 20 to 14 to number three Westlake, 24 to six to number 15 Dripping Springs last, no, uh, last month. And uh, Hank, I know the Vipers ride at Dripping Springs to open the season, but that was a long time ago. A long, long time ago. And I think we mentioned earlier, Lake Travis has continued to improve. Uh, every single week they seem to be getting better. And you know, the last two games where they've had explosions on offense and special teams, uh, they create turnovers. So very complete football team, much like the Vandergriff Vipers. It's a little bit like you're looking in the mirror when you play yep. a team like this because they're big, big up front. They're athletic. They've got Division One prospects on defense. They've got uh, number zero, Cameron Chance Brooks. He's only a junior, but he's highly regarded. Also number five, Joe, uh, Josiah Estes, a defensive back. Uh, their highest recruited player and the best player on their defense, according, according to Coach Sanders, is number 95, Gustavo Cordova. On offense, they've just got a, a stable of wide receivers. Number 27, Sam Self, is the most consistent player. He's played quarterback for him in the past, Merle. He's also, uh, he lines up at H-back and tight end. Uh, tremendous athlete. So this is going to be a big-time football game. And the capacity crowd already get, making noise. Sophomore Braden Doan has a football on the tee. The Vipers will get it first. Vandergrift in the all-black with white numerals going from right to left. Lake Travis in all-white with red numerals outlined in black. The ball's in the air, and this playoff game is underway. Fourth overall meeting between these two teams as the kick goes into and out of the end zone. The first since they met as district rivals back in 2017. Lake Travis has won all four previous matchups, and the first three were absolute blowouts. The last one a little bit more competitive as the Vipers uh, continue their upward uh, trend. So this is a chance to get that monkey off the Vipers' back. The winner meets the winner of New Braunfels versus San Antonio Johnson in next week's area round. And uh, that one gets underway in about 30 minutes down in San Antonio's Hero Stadium. So here we go. Vipers going from right to left on a drizzly night from Austin. Ball at the 25-yard line on the near hash. Adams in the shotgun. And the handoff up the middle to Fournier. He's going to push the pile forward for maybe a yard or two. What a, what a game he had last week, 152 yards rushing for Brennan Fournier. Career game for number 21. Vipers going quickly, second down and eight from right to left from the 27-yard line. One, two receivers wide right. Skogan comes in motion, so that'll make a trips now to the right side. Adams sends Coleman in motion behind him. They're going to swing it to Coleman. On the dead run, gets a block in the edge, good speed across the 30, and dies out across the 35-yard line. It'll depend on the spot. But it sure looks like Miles Coleman has a first down. Great job that time on the perimeter blocking again by that man, number 88, Jay Scoglin. Also, number 11, Jordan Oliver, doing a tremendous job out there. We're on one-on-one -on, -one, uh, on the perimeter, blocking right in front of the side, Judge. So you got to keep those hands inside. First down, 10 at the 35. He got just in a Deuce Adams, 11 out of 18, 174 yards with a touchdown last week. Completes his first pass tonight. Two receivers right, two to the near side. Swing pass right side, complete on the edge again, and going to dive out to about the 33-yard line. Short gain of about three yards on the play. I believe that was George Farley. Boy, Jay Skogel was just manhandling yeah. his defender over there, pushing him all the way four yards deep onto <laughs> the Lake Travis sideline. And Jace is off to a good start, as usual. Pick up a four on the play, second down and six. Vipers averaging 44.3 points per game and 393.8 yards per game. Going up a defense for Lake Travis has only given up 12.7. Unstoppable force meets a movable object. Absolutely right. Second to six at the 39-yard line. And off 40, off right tackle, and he's going to get it out across the 40. It's maybe the 42, going to bring up a third down at about three yards to go. Walking behind that big O line on the right side, that's Gage Garrison, number 54, your right guard, and number 78, Sam Perry. 
That has been an absolutely dominant offensive line this year. Third down and three from the 42-yard line. Vipers kind of trying to keep this drive alive. And off again to 48 is not going to get there. Nice job coming in from the backside. There's that guy you talked about, Gustavo Cordova. Stacks him up for no gain. Had a little bit of help, but it sets up a fourth down. The Vipers will have to punt. This might be the first punt in the opening series all year. I think we had one early in the season, but uh, it's not a not the exactly the start. You want to get one first down there. Third and five, and you hand it off straight up the middle. Vipers definitely want to establish the run game. Master Maker averaging 41.9 yards per punt and a low end over end kick. Takes a Viper roll inside the 30, still rolling, and it's going to roll dead at about the 21-yard line. Hustling down the field with Scott Buchanan to down that one. So Lake Travis come on the field for the first time tonight with their offense averaging 35.7 points a game against the Viper defense, giving up less than a touchdown. And that's misleading because a lot of those points were against the reserves late in ball games. Well, our front three, our front eight, has just been doing a tremendous job yeah. not giving up anything in the run. So let's see what Lake Travis decides to do here. But, I mean, they play complimentary football, Mole. They're going to want to establish the run as well. Come out, it looks like, with junior quarterback Chaston Ditta in the shotgun. Two receivers wide left. Ditta, low snap, play action, looking fine over the middle of the field, and caught it a dead runner across the 40 to the 42 yard line, complete to Caden Leone. That's good for a Cavalier first down. And those guys do it all play receiver and quarterback. <laughs> right? Take turns. Two receivers left, one to the near side, first down pickup out to the Cavalier 42 yard line. Lake Travis operating pace. Did it in the shotgun. It's a tough night to throw. It's cool, it's wet. But it looked easy on that play for the Cavaliers. Line up to his right side is running back Van Hopping, a sophomore. Hopping with the carry off right tackle, and he's going to be drugged down from behind at the 45-yard line. Short gain of about three yards on the play. Wrapped up there by Cruz Carrasquillo. Cruz missile number 29. That's a 29 on 29 play right there. Van Hopping, it's another one of the arsenal of weapons that this Lake Travis team puts on the field. Yeah. Gain of three, second and seven from the 45-yard line. Just underway, no score. Trips to the near side, two wide left, empty back set. Dropping back, swing pass right side, complete wide receiver screen out to the 45 and puts his head down to the 52-yard shy of the first down. That was Caden Leone, and he got up and ran some more. Well, like it looks like they're going to give it to him. Lake Travis doing a pretty good job blocking on the perimeter. That's number 27, Sam Self. I thought he was down, but he must have scored it free and picked yeah. up an additional five yards and a first down for the Cavaliers in the Viper territory at the 45. Trips to the left. Ditta in the shotgun again. One receiver to the near side. Hopping. Off right tackle. Runs into a brick wall. No gain in the play. First one to get to him is Diego de Lavar Vasquez. He had plenty of help. And number three, Sebastian Cavetton. He's having a great year. First year starter, Merle. He really came up and lowered the boom. The Vipers defense has been stingy all year. Especially against the run. Yes, indeed. Gain of a yard, second and nine from the Viper 44. Trips wide left, one to the near side. Did it in the shotgun. Low snap, picks it off the ground. Going to take himself off the right side and going to be knocked down for a short gain of a yard or two. There's Cavetton again, Merle. Yes, it was. Ben Boer also involved. That was a low snap. I think he just kind of audibled and tried to. I think you're right. And, uh, boy, it's really good to see number eight, Alex Foster. Isn't it? 
We've missed him this year after having a banner 2022 20, season as a junior. He's had some injuries, but get him healthy at the right time. It's going to be good things for the Vipers. Big third down here, third down and eight. Viper crowd making noise. What a pack stands here on the near side. Lake Travis fans arriving late, but they're arriving. Two receivers left here to the near side. Get it dropping back. Pressure coming. Fires over the middle. That ball's intercepted. Yeah. Holding it in with Diego De Lavaro Vasquez. An extra dose of stick him on the hands, Hank. That, that ball was a bullet, and he leapt up in the air and hauled it in. Yeah, what they say about those defensive guys, linebackers especially, is they can't catch the football. But <laughs> Diego De Lavaro Vasquez, we know he can tackle Merle, but he went up and high-pointed the football, caught it at the apex, and a brilliant interception right there by number 10. What a season he's having. The Vipers get the first turnover of the night, and looks like we've got a timeout on the field. Let's take it with them real quick. You're listening to Vanica Vipers football on the horn. Seven minutes, 24 seconds still opening quarter. Lake Travis is on the move, but they throw an interception. The Vipers get it back. First down and 10 at the 27-yard line. And uh, something we're going to have to deal with for the first time this year, Hank, television timeouts. Oh, my goodness. Being televised it must tonight, be playoff so. time. Yeah. Well, this is utterly compelling football in terms of playoff matchups. So you look at the bracket, Merle, and I know you took a peek yourself. It's, you know, as Coach Sanders said in his pregame remarks, this is a fourth-round playoff game yes. in the first round. And as you said, Merle, uh, a lot of times you, get, you see some blowouts in the first round because, you know, the way that the seedings work and you're going to get a district champion against a, you know, a, t a two or a four seed right. you know, uh, from, the other, from the other district. So it's – there's a lot of mismatches at this round of the playoff, but this is a big-time football game. And, you know, looking through that entire bracket, Merle, I didn't see a game that was nearly utterly compelling as this no. one. First down and 10 at the 27-yard line. Two receivers to the near side. The empty back set here for Adam. First down the opening drive, then it's stalled as they came out pretty conservative trying to establish the run. We'll see what they do on the second possession. Coleman now settles into the backfield on the left side. He'll get the carry off right tackle and gets it out to about the 30-yard line. Gain of about three yards on the play. Second down and seven coming up. Yeah, Lake Travis looks really big up front. That's number 24, Marcus Boswell, a senior linebacker, making the stop there. They are known for their defense. Defense wins championships, Merle, and they got five of them. That Lake Travis logo on the helmet, they've yeah. got five stars in the L on the, on the, on the vertical Part they, of the L. And they did it in a row. That's even more impressive. That's crazy. Dropping back. Adams looking to the right. Fires over the right side and incomplete. Receivers in the area, but nobody where he threw the football. A little miscommunication there, perhaps. It's going to bring up a third down and a long seven from the Viper 30. Yeah, five in a row in the state of Texas. That's just, mm -hmm. that's crazy. Brought him into the national spotlight. Right. Netflix documentary, the whole nine yards. Overshadowed as of late by Westlake, their arch rival, much of their chagrin. Third down and a long seven from the 30-yard line. Trips into the near side. Dropping back Adams. Good protection. Going forward all over the center of the field. That ball is incomplete. Trying to get it down to Coleman, who was double covered. And Vipers coaches gesticulating for a holding call. They don't get the flag. And Vandegrift will have to punt it away again. Well, they had a case there as mm -hmm. Miles Coleman was knocked off of his route. A lot of hand checking going on there, but that was a definitely a catchable ball. The Vipers go three and out. We've only got one first down so far. Off to a little bit of a slow start on offense. Need to get the gears tuned up. 
That one almost blocked. May have been tipped a little bit. Takes a Lake Travis roll about across the 50-yard line. So only about a 20-yard punt. No return down downfield there by Adam Scott. And the Viper defense put space to their right. Only 49 yards to work with. Well, advantage Lake Travis in field position so far, Merle. And mm -hmm. they look really well coached, and they look big. Especially big number 65. Holy cow. Cooper Hudson. Just a junior. I think he's their center. And boy, he's taking up half the offensive line. First down Cavaliers to the 50-yard line going from left to right. Jetta. Kind of keeping himself around the right side. Trying to get the corner turned and banged out of bounds at about the 47-yard line. Gained of about two yards on the play. Knocked out of bounds by Aiden Jones. And it'll bring up a second down. They give him three, second and seven from the 47. But did is it really good with his feet, Merle. He can do a lot of everything. He can he plays receiver, he runs the ball extremely well, and yep. we've seen his arm already tonight. Second and a long seven from the Vandegar 47. Two receivers left, one to the near side. Did it in the shotgun, sends the receiver in motion at the Leone. We're gonna swing it out to him, and that ball, that might be a live football. That's very close. No official saying incomplete. It. Okay. Surprised we didn't jump on that. That was a dangerous pass, could have been picked off. That was precariously close, Merle, to the lateral. So third down and seven coming up from the 47-yard line, a chance to get off the field again. 6.23 to go, scoreless first quarter. Trips wide left, one to the near side. Listen to that crowd. Hopping lined up to the right side. Lake Travis checks off the play. Play clock down to five. Dropping back, Ditta. Pressure coming from the edge. Hennessy throws it. That ball is incomplete. It should be. It is incomplete. He caught it, but he short hopped it. And boy, pressure coming up up the middle, putting a licking on the quarterback, Ditta. I think that was waiting for him to turn around. So like I think Deshaun, uh, Deshaun, uh, Deshaun Morgan. Morgan got in there. Also, I think yeah. Diego de Lavara Vasquez. I think that was him coming on the blitz from the outside. Yeah, Morgan tied with Parker or with seven sacks in the season, two behind Parker Yuri. He almost got another one. Now Lake Travis set to punt it away. We'll see if they punt it to Miles Coleman. I wouldn't. Well, I had you're playing with fire if you kick it to him, so let's see. Rugby style punt off the right foot. It's kind of a low kick. It's gonna land on the carpet. And Coleman fields it at the eight-yard line. It's gonna be dropped immediately. Good coverage downfield by Lake Travis to pin the Vipers in deep. And as you said, Hank, Vipers are losing the field position battle but so far we're still scoreless everybody's holding serve so far two championship caliber defenses and another timeout another timeout of the field we will take it with them you're listening to Vanderbilt Fibers football on the home welcome back to Monroe Memorial Stadium no score 608 to go first quarter attention football fanatics don't miss out on the opportunity to be a part of Texas football history where dreams are realized Legends are born and were unforgettable moments in full before your very eyes. Mark your calendars for the UIL State Football Championships December 13th through 16th at AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas, where the best teams from 6-man to 6A leave it all on the field in the hopes of being named champion. For the latest updates and ticket information, head over to UILTexas.org football. Again, that's UILTexas.org football. Hank Hudson, I remember reading that in the playoff games for years past. It was a pipe dream, but by golly, the Vipers got there last year. I mean to tell you, Merle, that was an unbelievable and historic run, and 
you know, you look poised to maybe do that again, but before uh, anything, before we get any delusions of grandeur, you're going to have to get through this game yeah. and, a, and yeah. a very stout Lake Travis Cavaliers football team. Vipers with the football from their own eight-yard line, moving from right to left, 6.08 to go, still no score. Looking for something to at least flip the field. Adams in the shotgun, Coleman in motion left to right. Hand off to Fournier, off left tackle, and he is going to be stacked up for no gain. No gain in the play, second down and 10. Vipers just cannot get anything going in the running game. Yeah, Lake Travis looks, looks solid up front, number 34. For Lake Travis that time, Joseph Agonby, senior defensive lineman, on the stop. Two receivers right through to the near side. Adams dropping back. Starts to run, bounces it to the outside, out across the 10, and slides down to the 13-yard line. And the Vipers again looking for a flag as he took a late shot. No, no flag. He's going to be close to the first down. They may give it to him. No, a little short. Just a little short. Yeah, and actually, this third oh. and five. Wait, I'm going to look at the wrong, wrong yard line. Good enough for five yards, though. Yeah, third down and five from the 13-yard the line. Two receivers right. One of the near side is Coleman on the left side. I'll just send Forney out to the right slot and send Shelton over to the left side. So two receivers to either side. Adams with the empty back set on a third and five. Pocket starts to break down, fires over the middle, and incomplete. Had Eli Adams streaking over the center of the field. May have heard some footsteps there, and the ball falls incomplete, and Vandegas will have to punt it again. It's another three and out, and so far, Merle, Lake Travis is managing to apply uh, a copious amount of pressure with just four guys rushing. That time, the Vipers kept Jay Skoglin in the blocks. He had six against four, and they still managed to get some enough pressure on Deuce to make him uncomfortable, so three and out, punting from deep in your own territory. Much better punt this time. It's kind of short, but it's high. And it lands in the middle of traffic. It's a live football, and I think Lake Travis fell on it at the 43-yard line. Kind of plopped that one up in the middle of nowhere, did Mestamaker, and almost got a, got a big turnover out of the deal. Number 10, Aiden Archer fielding the punt. I think it, it landed and hit one of the Lake Travis special teams players, and Archer the heads-up play, jumping on the football, or you're right, Merlin, could have been another turnover. So Lake Travis again starting a drive on the Viper side of the field. So far, the Viper defense has been able to keep them out of the end zone. But you hate to hate to keep tempting them like this. Yeah, they kind of keep creeping up the field when they field position exchanges. Mm -hmm. First out at the 44-yard line of Vandegrift. Two receivers left, two to the near side. Dropping back, Ditta rolling to his right, being pursued and just throws that one away. Being pursued from the backside by Cruz Carrasquillo, who is cruising in on him, second down and 10 with 4.35 to go first quarter. That's what the cruise missile does. Yep. Cruz is on in. Good foot speed there by number 29. Also number 55, Ben Boer in pursuit. They made it easy on us in terms of the color matches, uh, matchups. <laughs> all white versus all black. Right. One receiver to the left, two to the near side for Justin Ditta. Ditta dropping back, looking pass over the left side, incomplete. Tried to get it out to Sam Self to tie it in, kind of threw it behind him, and third down and 10. So far, the defense has had the advantage hands down on a sloppy night. Diego De Lavara Vasquez was right there in coverage, Merle. I'm not sure how much 
room there was for him to operate, especially with number 10 lurking about. Big play again. How many times have we said that already? Third down and 10 from the 44. One receiver left, two to the near, trips to the near side. Did it in the shotgun. I was going to look to the sideline and possibly change up the play, and we're going to get a timeout. The clock like goes down to four, so. We are seeing number 17, Brock Chilton Merle, on defense on that sequence right there. So you get the speed guy out there. They've got such a stable of big, fast, athletic receivers. You want to get somebody in there to match up a little bit better on the speed. You know, what have you got to lose? Yeah. At this point in the season, it's either win or go home. You know, it's amazing. And we talked about it a little bit with Drew Mestermaker, but that happens all the time. As complicated as 6A high school football is, you've got some guy that just sort of moonlights and he turns, on, it turns into a major factor before the season's done. Well, I mean, we've seen Jacob Henry play on both sides of the right. ball, and that may be something we see again tonight. And, you know, he's a transfer from Lake Travis, and last year he was with these uh, Lake Travis Cavaliers, and he was in all district as a de defensive tackle. Right. Comes to Vandergrift. They like him as an O-lineman a little better, and he's been devastating as a part of that crew, the five-man wrecking crew, the Hog Mollies. But we may see him on defense. We may see Miles Coleman. Right. Uh, by the, uh, all the looks of it, this is going to be a, a tightly contested game. It's yeah. Everybody's kind of holding serve. Third and ten. Vipers only have one first down. Uh, and Lake Travis, I think, only has two. They need to get off the field here. It's definitely an all-hands-on-deck kind of night. 4.30 to go, scoreless first quarter. Emails open, voiceofthevipers at gmail.com. Voiceofthevipers, all one word, plural, at gmail.com. There we go, after the timeout. Third down and 10 from the Vatican 44-yard line. One receiver left, trips to the near side. Ditta, dropping back, rolling to his right, being chased, knocked off the block. And looking downfield, fires over to the near side, and a sliding attempt made at the 27-yard line, and they're going to give him the catch. Wow. Great catch on the sideline by Caden Leone. Coming back to bail out his quarterback, and it's a first down. Boy, we look to have Jason Ditta dead to rights there, mm -hmm. Merle, and he really made something out of nothing. Very difficult throw on the run. Got to be a pretty good athlete to do that. Gets it down to the Vatican 26-yard line. Fresh set of downs. Trips wide left again for Ditta. Junior quarterback. He'll be back next year. And off, off right side, and not much running room there. Knocked down for no gain in the play. Diego de la Rara Vasquez stacking him up for no gain. Ben Boer also there, number 55. Oh, it's so good to see number eight, Alex Foster, back there in the middle of that defensive secondary. He's an he cuts an imposing figure back there. He looks like a <laughs> linebacker. Yes, he does. That was Van hopping on the carry, the young sophomore. Now it's an empty back set. Trips wide left, two to the near side. Get her dropping back. Pocket breaks down, fires over the middle, complete to the 22, looking for a running room, and dives inside the 20 down to the 19-yard line. Going to be about two yards shy of the first down as once again Caden Leone coming back to help out his quarterback. Well, so far, Marl, it's the Chase and Ditta and Caden Leone show. Right. We've seen Caden Leone line up as quarterback. In fact, coming into the game, he had more passing attempts this year than Ditta, but he's so far in this game the number one receiving target. Third down, let's call it four from the 20. Two receivers to the left, two to the near side. Did it in the shotgun, hopping to his left. 
play action. Looking, fires over to the right side. Completo dropped it. Oh, boy, that was going to be good for a first down. In and out of the hands of Sam Self. He'd love to have that one back, and now we'll see what Lake Travis does here. It would be a, let's see, 37-yard field goal attempt from here. Lucky break for the Vipers is yep. the, that's the proverbial running before you catch the ball syndrome. So Braden Doan, the sophomore, four out of six from field goals with the long of 49 out of the hold of Drew Rhodes. 37-yarder from the near hash. Good snap and hole kick is up. I don't know. No good. He missed it. Wide left. Looked it left. He had the wind at his back. Vipers dodge a bullet there, Merle, because Lake Travis picking up a first down after starting on the Vipers' 44-yard line. Get a first down, get two first downs, and then look to be in a makeable field goal there. And yep. Vipers' defense stiffens up. Get a dropped pass and a missed field goal. So those are the kind of breaks you need to go your way to win a big playoff game like this one. Vandegrift takes over, first down and 10 from right to left from their own 20 now, out of the shadow of their own goalpost a little bit. See if they can put, put together a drive. Skogan goes in motion left to right, so trips wide to the right, one to the near side. Vipers in a pistol formation. Adams rolling to his right, gets a great block by Fournier. Turning the corner right side, and he's going to go down. Nowhere to throw the football, couldn't get the corner turn. It's going to be a big loss back to about the 13-yard line. Loss of seven on the play, second and 17. Well, that's not optimal. Rolling right. Didn't have anybody downfield and didn't have time to throw it away. And now you're really behind the chains here, deep in your own territory with 231 in this first quarter. Senior Everett Underhill, the senior linebacker with the sack. The second one of the season. Comes at a bad time for Vandergrift. Second down and 17. And off up the middle and nothing doing. 48 maybe for a yard. Going to bring up a third down to 16. Coming up on the two-minute mark and a scoreless first quarter. So far, business is not open. Running inside between the tackles for the Vipers. That's something we've seen them, them do all year, Merle. Pound the rock up the middle, and yeah. so far it's just not, not there. So trips to the near side, third down and 16. Adams dropping back, looking, looking. Good protection. All day to throw. Fires over to the right side. Caught to his brother out across the 35 and pushing the pile out to the 38-yard line. Renee Hudson said we need the Adams brothers to get going, and they did. First down, Vipers. Yay, team, and great protection that time as Lake Travis only brought th three guys. Blake Frazier doing a great job blocking the wide rush of their big defensive player, number 99, Gustavo Cordova. So Deuce... Adams had all day to throw, found his brother on a crossing route. That you have to have protection to allow yep. that route to develop because he came all the way from a split uh, position on the left. First down at the Viper 39-yard line. Finally, some field position to work with. They tried Fournier again off right tackle. Nicer hole this time. Gets it out to the 45-yard line. The best run of the night. Gains six. This might be a situation, Hank, where the pass sets up the run. Yes, indeed. We saw Lake Travis come out on their first play from scrimmage. They ran a pass and then tried to soften us up for the run, so maybe the Vipers can do the same. Second and four from the 45. Swing it out near side to Coleman. Gets a block on the edge. Tippy toes up the sideline, cuts across the 50, and into Lake Travis territory for, I think, the first time tonight down to the 43-yard line. Boy, Deuce Adams doing a, excuse me, Eli, the brother, doing a great job blocking on the perimeter. Normally, we see Skoglin doing the heavy lifting on the blocking, but that time they went away Maybe trying to catch, I think he catch Lake Travis looking to Skoglin because typically yeah. we throw 
throw that quick screen where he's lined up is because he's such a devastating blocker, but Eli Adams doing a great job that time. First down at the 49, he stepped out there. First down at the Lake Travis 49-yard line. One receiver right, two to the near side. Coleman comes in motion behind the formation. Play action again, Adams looking for him. Now the pocket breaks down and he somehow stayed on his feet but gets sacked at the 42. Almost made a miraculous escape but finally went down and it was Chase Madrano there to make sure on second sack of the night for Lake Travis. Lake Travis has been very effective, Merle, rushing four. Mm -hmm. So I think that's uh, going to be part of the script heads forward. The, the big first down on third and 16, they only rushed three. Gave Eli, excuse me, gave Deuce too much time. That time he could not escape. And another second and long. Yeah, it looks like the Vipers are going to let the clock run out here because they're going into the wind right now. So they're going to let the time expire, flip sides of the field, and get the wind at their back. Tough deep with the struggle as the first 12 minutes come to an end. Still no score from Monroe Memorial Stadium. You're listening to Bandicoot Vibers Football, the 6A Division I by District Playoff on the Horn. Well, if you like defensive football, that first quarter was right up your alley. No score. Both defenses given a little bit of ground, but uh, not breaking, and we're still scoreless here. The second quarter get under, getting underway. Merle Bertrand along with Hank Hudson here. Marcus Spears down at the sidelines. Brock Bollinger back at the Horn Studios. Well, Coach is going to have to go into his bag of tricks, Merle, and dial up some answers here. Throw the kitchen sink at him. That's what we expect. Winner of this one gets the winner of New Braunfels versus San Antonio Johnson. That game just underway. About 10 minutes left to go first quarter. No score down there in San Antonio. So the winner of this game is going to play that game, right? Yes, winner sir. Johnson and who? And New Braunfels. New Braunfels. It's a little easier for you to do these games without having to do the video camera. Isn't it? Yes. I don't know what to do with myself. <laughs> Second and 19 to go from the 42-yard line. Vipers now moving from left to right. Bandicoot in all black with the white numerals, the black helmet with the chrome on the side. Lake Travis all white, red numerals outlined in black. Shuttle pass underneath the Coleman, trying to get the corner turned. And he's going to cut it back up. He's going to reverse field. Breaks one tackle. Look out. Here he goes, the 45 to the 50. And he's going to be knocked out at the 47-yard line, but he got back the nine yards lost and then some and makes it a manageable third down. Miles Coleman with a great vision there to pick up about 11 yards. I'm not sure how uh, he got out of that mess, but I'll tell you what, number zero, Cameron Chance Brooks made a tremendous play there to reel him in. If he doesn't make that tackle, Miles Coleman has gone to the house right. for a touchdown. Instead of, say, third down and nine, which looks better than third and 19, back at the Lake Travis 48-yard line now. Just underway second quarter. One receiver left, two to the near side. Adams in the shotgun. Hand up with the middle. Zade Oliver, I think first time we've seen him. And he's going to pound it down to the 35-yard line. Good for a Viper first down. Well, what a play call on third and nine, Merle. What confidence in that big O-line. You run behind big Sam Perry on that right side. Unbelievable. Gage Garrison, great blocking up front. Give it to him again. And this time he's going to be stacked up for no gain, no gain in the play. Second down. Actually lost the yard. Second and 11 
from the 36-yard line, but it is very, very good to see Zade Oliver back on the field. He didn't play in last week's game as far as I know. Big first down there, and I think he caught Lake Travis really expecting the pass. Yep. Good job by the Vandergrift coaching staff there to recognize. They only had three men on the line of scrimmage. A lot of room up there to run into, and Zade Oliver made him pay. Second down and 11 from the 36-yard line. Chilton goes in motion, split wide, left two receivers to the near side, and a stick. Empty back set. Adams dropping back. Fires over the right side. Got a receiver open. Oh, off the fingertips of Miles Coleman. He laid out on the S in the end zone. Just couldn't quite haul it in. He had a step. Going to bring up a third down. Wow, unbelievable sequence there. Deuce Adams took a shot, Merle, as he released the football. Maybe adjusted his throw a bit. I'm not sure, but just off the fingertips, mm. literally, of Miles Coleman in the end zone. And you've got to work to overthrow Miles Coleman. Yes, you do. Third down and 11 from the 36-yard line. Shake it off, go back to work. Empty back set again. Trips to the near side, two wide left. Adams dropping back again. Pressure coming to the edge. Jumps it off underneath the Coleman in the slot. Makes the first guy miss. He's getting it down to the, about the 30-yard line, maybe the 31. Sets up a fourth and a five. I don't yeah. think you almost go for it here. Well, you're talking about push a, it down to the corner. You're talking about a 47-yard field goal. Yeah. It looks like the field goal unit is coming on. It's going to be Charlie Reed. He must have the longest leg out of the whole domestic maker. So it will be officially a 48-yard field goal attempt. Winden is back for Charlie Reed out of the hole to Drew Mestemaker. Play clock down to five. They're going to have to hurry. Good snap and hole kick is up. So does it have enough? He got it. Wow. That might be his first field goal of the year. I'm not sure. He's kicked some extra points, but Charlie Reed splits the uprights. It was 9-17 to go. The Vipers finally draw first blood, three to nothing. Well, what an effort from the special teams unit there, Merle. A 48-yard field goal. The Vipers have not had to kick a field goal this no. year. <laughs> there haven't been in a situation where that was an option. We've just been scoring touchdowns. But the special teams coach, uh, Coach Sanders always talks about the Vipers special team, don't that's uh, It's Coach uh, Wokeland, Ed Wokeland. Yep. He's, he's got them ready to play. 48-yard field goal right down the middle. Had enough leg, barely. You talk about knowing your players, too, because we've seen Noah Callbear. We've seen Wiley Olsen coming up from the JV. Ja Charlie Reed has been doing kickoffs, and I think the coaches realize he has the strongest leg for that long kick. They trot him out there, and he delivers, and the Vipers lead it 3-0 with 9.17 to go first quarter. I think you hit the nail on the head again, Merle Bertrand, the voice of the Vipers. Know thyself and know thy players. Get a good look at Coach Mauser right now. He's chatting up his offensive line. Using those hands, he's, he's quite a hand talker when he's in a, <laughs> when he's a state of high agitation. So we're seeing Coach Mauser at his best. Made some adjustments. What about that call on third down and nine? Yes. You catch him in a you know an obvious passing situation, and you get a 12-yard gain from Zade Oliver against a three-man front. This is a pretty good football game already. 9-17 remaining in the second quarter. Vipers go up 3-0. A bit against the run of play. The Viper, uh, the, the Cavaliers missed a field goal. Right. But they have been winning the field position battle. You convert a third down and 16 on a, a, a crossing route to 
from one brother to the other. It's uh, Deuce Adams, his brother Eli. A couple of big plays on that drive. You kind of get the feeling that the Vipers are figuring this out just a little bit. I Nerves are kind of gone. Cedar Park trailing New Braunfels Canyon 10 to nothing second quarter. Liberty Hill leading Harlandale 22 to six second quarter. Well, I think you're right, Merrill. It bodes well for the Vipers. That last drive, you started on your own 20 yard line and you go 11 plays, end up in a fourth and five on the 31 yard line, kick a 48 yard field goal. So it's game on. 6A playoff football. So Vandegrift set to kick it off from the 40-yard line. Charlie Reed, who tacked down the first three points of the night, went to his back, looking to drill this one deep. And he will. He almost kicked another field goal. Well, he almost <laughs> made that one. Well, I'll tell you what. The other thing that impresses me about the special teams unit under Coach Wokeland is how fast they got out there because you made the comment, Merle, that the play clock was running down. Yeah. And they didn't panic. They ran the unit out there. Got the snap off with about two seconds left on the play clock. You don't have to burn a timeout, which you might need later in the half. So we get to see Coach, Ken Coach, Coach Sanders and his well-organized, well-disciplined unit once again. It wasn't quite the Geronimo play from a couple years ago, but it's sort of Geronimo light. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Pocahontas. <laughs> <laughs> so the Cavaliers was about their worst field position of the night. They're starting at their own 25-yard line into the wind for the first time. And handoff up the middle and stacked up for about a three-yard gain before Diego Guevara Vasquez was there to greet the Lake Travis running back and bring up a second down and seven. Seeing quite a bit of variety from Lake Travis on offense as well. Yeah. Different formations. You know, it's again, it's a little bit of like a looking at a reflection in the mirror. Well organized. They run at different paces. We've seen them go up tempo. We've seen them get in a huddle. Trips here to the near side, second down to seven from the 28-yard line. Back splitting out to either side, and that's going to be a penalty against Lake Travis. It'll push him back five yards. I wonder, Hank, I know Vandegrift has never beaten Lake Travis. I don't know that Vandegrift has ever led Lake Travis. Those first three matchups were really, really blowouts. And the last one, 40-28, yeah. to 28, but I don't seem to ever recall being on top against them. Well, I like your thinking. It's a harbinger of good things to come. Because I don't think you're exactly right. I don't think there's ever been a point in any football game where we've been in the ascendancy against the perennial power. Five straight state championships. That I really like what they did with their logo on the, uh, the LT. That they, was pretty clever. Yeah, on the, on the vertical line of the L, they got those five stars for their five state championships. It's an unbelievable, unprecedented feat in the history of football state champions. Second down and 12 now after the five-yard penalty. Did a drop and back, rolls to his left as the pocket breaks down. Got all sorts of room out to the 25 to the 30 and slides out to the 33-yard line. Pretty good run there by the junior quarterback, Chaston Ditter. Realized he had a lot of room and going to bring up a second down and about two to go from the 33-yard line. Their senior offensive lineman, 32, sorry. number 75 there is Zomo Orotokai. He did a great job blocking that time to create some space for his quarterback. Third down, let's call it three from the 32. Chance to get off the field here. Get in the shotgun, back split to either side. Low snap, handoff off left tackle and bounce to the outside and breaks a tackle at the 40. Going to be good for a first down. That was Nico Hamilton, the senior running back, the leading rusher. I think it's the first time he's carried the ball tonight. Well, that's just an old-fashioned iso, Merle, and you take your, your H-back, Sam Self, 
you bring him back from a slot position to lining up right next to the quarterback and put him in a three-point stance. Yeah. Don't recall seeing that, but advertising, hey, we're running right here. It's an ISO play. Enough for the first down. Hamilton averaging 6.7 yards per carry. Picks up the first down for the Cavaliers at the 40. 7.28 to go first half. Vandekamp's up 3-0. Play act. No, it's, no, it's quarterback going to keep it himself to the 40. Bounce to the outside of the 45 and out of bounds at the 48-yard line. Nice play fake there by Chaston Ditta. Fooled a lot of the Vipers, and it's an 8-yard pickup. I think, I think Lake Travis has got some quality athletes uh, on this football team, Merle. Well, I mean, they really look like, you know, how did they lose two football games? Right. Quality of the opponents. Second down or two from the 48-yard line. Viper marching band, the state champion marching band, making noise, trying to exhort the Viper defense. Handoff off right side and across the 50. And breaking tackles inside the 40 down to the 38-yard line. Boy, they're a different team with Hamilton in there. And then Hosea, who was that on the carry? That's number one, Nico Hamilton. Yep. Yeah, he he looks to be the real deal. First down at the Viper 38-yard line. One receiver right, one to the near side. Get up to Hamilton again, right up the gut. And I don't care how fast you are, you're going to have a hard time moving that line but a good rugby push and they're still pushing it forward they're probably going to call it dead at about the 33 yard line looks like a one yard pickup turned into a five yard pickup well the vipers have been running a three-man front all year merle if you continue to pound the rock cavaliers may, may may force the vipers to bring an extra defensive lineman into the game Second and five from the Vandic of 33. Ball on the far hash. Cavaliers moving from right to left. Two receivers right, two to the near side. Be a great time for a second turnover. Ditta, low snap, handoff up the middle. Bounce it to the outside, inside the 30, and knocked down at the 28-yard line. Hamilton again on the carry. That's going to be enough for a five-yard pickup and a first down. The Lake Travis offensive line is doing the job right now, Moreau, and it's the Vipers giving up five yards of carry. Something we haven't seen all year. Mm -hmm. A real testament to the quality of this Lake Travis football team. Inside of six minutes to go, first half. Cavs on the move at the 28-yard line. Two receivers to the right and two to the near side. Ditta dropping back. Pocket breaks down. He's in trouble. He's going to go down. Going to be sacked back at the 31-yard line. It's again wet. That nose guard position, but the guy who made the whole thing happen, Merle's number 55, Ben Boer, rushing from that outside spot on the left. Did a great job on the speed rush. Forced Ditta to take a sidestep into the waiting arms of his Viper companion, number 61, Ian Witt. What a season he's having. Yes, he is. He's very thankful for that little play there. Second down and 13 to the 31 yard line. Lost to three. Ditta dropping back. Pass. Complete to the right slot for the 25 to the 20. Bounce to the outside of the 15 to the 10 to the 5 or to the end zone touchdown, Lake Travis. Well, he brought two guys that time and they ran a tunnel screen, so they had a really good play called, Merle. As the lineback one of the linebackers vacated the, the area that they threw into. And that's number 12, Caden Leon. That guy again, yep. Well, great response by the Cavaliers. They take their first lead of the night with the extra point pending. 
Braden Doan on for the kick. Good snap and hold. Kick is up. And he knocks it through. 4.50 first half. Vipers trailing off for the first time tonight, 7-3. We'll take a break and turn it back over to the offense. Listening to Bandicoot Vipers football on the horn. Well, we knew it was going to be a Donnybrook, and it certainly is, 7-3. Usually by this time, the Vipers are up by about 28 points at least, but uh, usually they haven't played Lake Travis either, Hank. That's right, and I think you made a, a comment early, uh, even before the broadcast, that you know, the Vipers really haven't had you know, <laughs> very many competitive games this year, and yeah. they may have worked them against them a bit, but that time Lake Travis answers the field goal from Vandergriff. They take the ball nine plays and 75 yards and score on a 35-yard tunnel screen from Chase Tendetta, number 12, Caden Leon. And I guess they're going to look so, like so far they're not platooning those two guys, but number, number 12, Caden Leon, is getting plenty of touches. Yes, he is. As Coach said in the pregame interview, they usually platoon a quarterback, or they've, at least for now, have settled on Ditta, and he's delivered, and he's delivered to the right guy, number 12, Caden Leon. So we'll see if the Vipers can answer back. 4.50 to go first half, down 7-3. Kickoff will go into the wind, so it should be returnable. It's going to be a short, high kick. Fields it at the 18-yard line, up to the 20, and great special teams play by Lake Travis. Dropped immediately. Hossing down the field, Ryan Nikolich. And the Vipers will start this drive. First down and 10 at the 20-yard line. That was returned by George Farley. Well, he was all dressed up, but nowhere to go. <laughs> but great special teams play by Lake Travis. Vipers started to get it going on offense. That last series had culminated in a field goal. Let's see what they do here with the wind at the back. First down and 10 at their own 20-yard line. Two receivers right. Now to shift the formation, put 48 to the right side of the quarterback, Adams. Swing pass, right side to Coleman. Caught at the 20, up to the 25, and up to the 26. A six-yard pickup there. Good for a second down and four play coming up. Drop down by Josiah Estes, the senior defensive back. Pretty nifty catch right there mm -hmm. by Miles Coleman. Is that made it look easy? Adams split wide left with Coleman in the left slot. Second down and four. And off 48, and not much running room. Second effort, though, pushes the pile out to the 29. Should bring up a third down at about one here for Vandegrift. Hard running there for 48, the junior. Tough sledding up there, but a great second effort by number 21, Brennan Fournier. So third and a long one or two. And Boy, you can't give it back to them here, Hank. Not at not. They got the best offensive line in school history. Let's see what the Vipers dial up here. Trips wide left. Back split to either side of Adams. Third down and two from the 28. Scogan comes in motion left to right and whistles blow and the Vipers are gonna make it a third and seven. Somebody wasn't set. Well, that's the kind of thing we see the Vipers do to opponents. Saw some stemming up front by the Lake Travis defensive line. Got somebody to flinch. Oliver checks back in the game now. Third and seven. Looks like uh, Lake Travis is going with a four-man front this time. Two receivers near side. One split to the left. Fox Chilton in motion right to left. 
Adams rolling to his left. Looking back to the right, and that ball is caught by his brother Eli. Pipers try to throw back screen. And yeah, Travis having none of it. That's number 19, Walker Moore, junior defensive back, making a big-time play for the Lake Travis Cavaliers. I wasn't sure if it was caught or not. It was caught, but it didn't matter. No game to play, fourth down and seven at the 23. And Lake Travis, I think, is going to call the timeout here. They want to try to preserve a little clock. It's going to be an interesting locker room at halftime. Yes, indeed. So far, the Lake Travis Cavaliers have been in ascendancy. They missed a field goal. Otherwise, that margin would be a little more. And they will get the football to start the second half. Yes, so indeed. Get off a good punt and keep this a one-possession game here at 7-3. Be interesting to see what Coach Sanders does, what kind of adjustments he makes on this drive, because you figure Lake Travis is maybe set up with decent field position here. Mm -hmm. Three minutes remaining. That's plenty of time. We've seen them move the ball and move it quickly. Best to make around the season is averaging 41.9 yards per punt. But that would still put Lake Travis at about the 35 or 40 yard line. Cavs with one timeout remaining. And last time, Merle, we saw Lake Travis come after the punt and nearly get there. Yes. And it looks like this is going to be. This is going to be a call bear, I yeah, think, set the right. away. He's right there with him, averaging 40.4 yards per punt. Good snap back. Booms this one. Wow, what a rocket shot. Lands at the 20. And out of bounds at the 22-yard line, 28, 38, 48, about a 53-yard punt with no return. Noah Colbert. That's a 53-yard punt in the air. Yes. Tremendous effort there by Colbert. What a flip of the field that is. And both the Lake Travis, they had two guys ba uh, back deep, Merle. I think they had a punt return on there, and it, he just kicked it over their heads. Yeah. <laughs> no chance on the return there. That's a big, potentially a big play. Flips the field. Puts Lake Travis back at their own 23-yard line with 2.59 to go first half. Cavs up by four. Two receivers right. Ditta in the shotgun. Now receiver goes in motion right to left. Settles in as a tight end on the right side. Dropping back. Looking, looking. Firing over to the right side. That ball is intercepted. Oh, almost intercepted. Should have been offensive pass interference. I think it was Hollister Stevens had the inside position. Well, he made a great break on the ball yeah. there, Merle, and I think you're, you're right. Either interference or, you know, a great play by number 12. Yeah, he that did. man again, Caden Leon, they were going to him. and He turned into the defender. Yes, he did. Second down and 10 with 2.53 to go. With small things add up, that mm -hmm. potentially a big turning point. Miles Coleman had one go off his fingertips in the end zone. Right. Second down and 10 from the 23. Vipers being pressure. Shuttle pass underneath. Complete to the 25. And out to the 30. Knocked out of bounds at the 31-yard line. That's Nico Hamilton. Going to bring up a third down at about two to go from the 30-yard line. Make it three. Third and three from the 30. Very interesting play design there. You line up with kind of an overload to the right on the left hash. A little quick pitch into the boundary. Well, if you can get a stop here, Hank, you get the ball back one more time. Big play. Third down and three from the 30. Get in the shotgun to receive his right. 
Low snap again. Handoff left side. And looks like he might have enough for the first down. Out yeah. to the 35-yard line. I'm not sure why you, mm. there's no reason why not to run the football there based on what we've seen so far right. tonight. Big number 72, Thomas Hoffman, a senior offensive lineman. Moving the pile there. Hamilton just put his head down and burrow behind those big fellows up front. Picks up the first down. They look good. They passed the eye test on the offensive line, <laughs> Lake Travis does. They look they look big. The receiver's right. Did it in the shotgun. Now rolling to his right. Still with it. Still with it. Fires over to the right side. Overshoots everybody. Incomplete. Second down and 10. Good coverage downfield by the Vandegrift defense. Moved the pocket that time, Merle. Get Ditter rolling to the right. Buy him a little bit of extra time. We've seen him make some really impressive throws on the run. That time the Vipers only brought four and a great job in coverage. 2.14 to go first half, 7-3 Lake Travis on top. With the football, second and 10 at their own 35. Did I in the shotgun? Draw play, Hamilton. Steps through the first guy and gets out to the 42-yard line. Going to bring up a third down and three again. Good thing Alex Foster was there. He might still be running. Well, you can get seven yards so far. They've been in second and ten. Throw a pass on first down, incomplete. And then you hand it to Nico Hamilton. He picks up seven yards. A nice luxury to have. Triangle trips to the right side. Third and three from the 42. Cavaliers changing the play. Did it in the shotgun. Dropping back, looking. Fires over to the right side and caught at the 40 at the 48-yard line of the Vipers. Threw it off his back foot and hauling it in out there. I think it was Leon again. It's Caden Leon again. They lined up, Merle, like they might run a quick screen out there in that formation with the bunch set to wide to the right, and then everybody ran a route. So Lake Travis showing some really good diversity on offense. First down and 10 for the Cavaliers at the Viper 48-yard line. 73 seconds and counting to go in the first half. Ditta in the shotgun. Pocket breaks down, rolls to his right, has running room again to the 40 and steps out of bounds at the 39-yard line. Very near the first down marker. Stepped out of bounds at the 40s with the gain of eight, second and two. Well, I have to say that's that is a huge factor in this game, Real. His running ability. Mm-hmm. Vipers looked like they did a great job in coverage that time, but he ran into acres of space to the right for an eight-yard gain. And he gets out of bounds to stop the clock. So you got to you, you preserve your timeout. Lake Travis matriculating down the field. They have it at the Viper 40. One receiver right. Get it in the shotgun again. Handoff, Hamilton, and this time he's going to be wrapped up and stacked up for no gain. Third down and two coming up. Ian Witt clogging things up. And sets up a big third down and two. Ian Witt got there first and joined by a nest of Vipers. Gang tackling. Boy, it would be great to get off the field here in a third and two. This is out of field goal range, but you've got to wonder. This may be you know, two downs right here. Yep. This is four down territory. Third and two from the 40-yard 30, line. Hamilton up the middle, and he is going to push it across the line for a first down. 
down to the 36. Needed two, picked up four. The drive continues with 24 seconds to go. And Lake Travis will call a timeout with 24 seconds, their final timeout of the half. Be a long field goal from here into that win, so Vipers still have some real estate to work with, but this is pretty discouraging, I would imagine, if you're Coach Santa's defense, because nobody's been able to do this all season long. Uh, we have been an iron curtain against any kind of rushing attack this year, Merle, but Lake Travis is just absolutely grinding it out. You know, seemingly getting three, four, and five yards at will. Nico Hamilton doing a great job. And then in the passing game, Merle, it's been the, the Ditta to Leon show. Yeah. I think Le uh, Leon's probably got at least seven or eight catches. Mm -hmm. Vipers don't have an answer. And what a big momentum shift this would be if you can get off the field here without any points, Merle. Right. Because the, as you pointed out, the Lake Travis Cavaliers are going to get the ball to start the second half. Conversely, if they manage to put some points on the board here, it would be a big, big momentum boost for them. So a lot going on, a lot to play for. This is a big, big sequence here with 24 seconds left. So you figure you've got time to run probably three plays. Well, you talked about the guys doing double duty. Miles Coleman is in a corner right now. First and 10 from the Viper 36 yard line with 24 seconds left. Lake Travis out of timeouts. Be a great time for a sack. And substitution foul on Lake Travis. See that they got 12 guys on the field. No, I only count 11. It was, it was a false start. Somebody yeah. jumped a little early. All right, well, that helps. That helps a little bit. First and 15 now at the 41. Crockett and Waco University tied at seven, second quarter. If you run, if you run some quick plays here, they can probably get three snaps off. Mm -hmm. But you want to make sure with no timeouts left, you got to be really careful here if they want to try and get a field goal try. Dead end the shotgun, empty back set now. Trips to the near side, two wide right. Dropping back, Vipers bring pressure up the middle, picked up, pocket breaks down, and he is going to go down inside the 40 to the 38-yard line. Ben Boer involved. He had some help. Clock is rolling, second down and about 14. They're probably going to spike it here, Merle, yeah. the clock running. That's what they do, stops the clock with eight seconds left, third down coming up from the 40-yard line. Well, that was a big sequence of events right there, Merle, because with 24 seconds left, you had plenty of time. But by getting the sack, Mm-hmm. You've taken away a lot of options for Lake Travis. Now it's just hold on. Too far for a field goal attempt, and they've really got only time. Really, only time for one more offensive snap. Right. Because if you you know do anything other than that, you're not going to have time to get off another play. Even if you get a first down here, Merle. By the time they reset the chains, I don't think they're going to be able to get more than this snap. Four Vipers back deep. Eli Adams in the game at secondary. And whistles blow. We've got a timeout Vandergrift. Yeah, they they saw what Lake Travis came out with. And uh, I don't think they had that guys quite where they wanted. They brought in some late uh, personnel changes. But well, they have got that both Miles Coleman and Eli Adams playing in the secondary. I think that's a good use of a timeout there. Yep, I agree. Get them over and talk, uh, talk about it. Boy, 7-3. You just cannot afford to Oof. give up any more points here. Well, this is a big, big play right here for the Vipers defense. You've got to get off the field, get into the halftime talk, talk about some adjustments. It's going to be interesting to see what Coach Sanders does in the second half because you're going to have to plug the run. Mm -hmm. Lake Travis is doing a good job. They've dominated the time of possession. 
playoff football. Midway through the second quarter down in San Antonio, New Braunfels leading Johnson 14 to seven. Winner of that one meets the winner of this one in next week's area round matchup. Jason did it that time, took the sack and only rushed four. That's a big, big sequence right there because we took a play away from him. Mm -hmm. So let's reset it. Third down and 14. That's almost irrelevant. Ball at the Vandegrift 40 yard line. Eight seconds left. Cavaliers out of timeouts. Vipers have four defenders about 35 yards down the field. Looks like you're going man under with four deep. Dropping back. Did a pass over here to the near side. Overshot him. Incomplete. Stopped the clock with five seconds to go and sets up a fourth down. So the first half will come down to this play. They try to get it out to Leon again. Well, I like this defensive setup here. I do too. You got four guys back there. You can get Bryson Carter, Sebastian Cavetton back there deep. Also, Drew Messermaker, some big bodies. Looks like Lake Travis was trying to throw one underneath and maybe get a, you know, something big to happen with yards after catch. But one more play, Merle, get off the field. You've got a quarterback, two running backs, and a tight end back in the secondary right now for the Vipers. Fourth down from the 40-yard line. Did a dropping back. Wolves to his left on the bootleg. Flag down, so this is going to be a holding call. Looks like pass towards the end zone. And somehow caught for a touchdown, but we'll check the flag. Somehow they came up with the ball, threw it into a crowd, and came away with it. But wow. I think it's coming back. Wow, wow, wow. Vipers dodge a bullet big time if this is a holding call. And I think based on the reaction of Lake Travis, that's what we're going to see. Yep, it's coming back. And that'll be the half because it can't be a. That's right. The 10 second runoff, and that'll be halftime. It was hauled into the end zone by Sam Self. I don't have no idea how that ball got through. Hmm. Vipers avoiding potential disaster, Merle. <laughs> that <was, laughs> that would have been a backbreaker. That would have been a knife, a dagger, if you will. Now, it looks like they're going to run one more play here. I thought the play I couldn't end on their offensive, offensive penalty. penalty. I thought there was a runoff as well. Can't end on a defensive penalty. They put the ball back at the 50-yard line. The defenders, are, now they have five of them back there. This is the figure one got through, so we're going to bring in another one. And Lake Travis is going to take a knee and be content to go into the locker room up by four, seven to three. What a ball game. We have got ourselves a defensive tussle here tonight at Monroe Memorial Stadium. Whoa, Nelly, and let the barn doors open. All the animals are loose. I mean, seven to three. Vipers held to three points, Merle, uh, well below their season average for scoring in the first half. Uh, full credit to the Lake Travis Cavaliers coming in with a great game plan, well-coached team. So we're going to have to see what the Vipers do in terms of halftime adjustments, and we know that that's something that Coach Sanders always – he always brings something different especially in these competitive games. You always see something different, something, some tweak on both offense and defense. We're right. going to see what happens. Like you said, I think it would be interesting to see what happens coming out of the halftime talk. We know it's going to be uh, high energy, and we're going to see something big is going to happen here, and the Vipers need to change the direction of this game. Uh, they've lost the field position battle. They've lost the time of possession battle, and you know, in, forms of total, in terms of total offensive yards, Blake Travis is in the ascendancy. 
Yeah, and uh, and yet you look at that scoreboard. You're only down seven to three, and you think back. You know it could have been Vipers could have had the seven. An inch off a of throw, Miles Coleman hauls it in, and they've got seven. So they're not getting shoved all over the field, but they are down seven to three, and it's the first time they've trailed at the half, obviously all season long. Yeah, yeah. another couple plays. Sebastian Cavetton looked like he had a sure interception yep, yeah. deep in Lake Travis territory. Uh, you know, number twelve, the maybe the player of the half, Caden Leon, knocked it out of his hands. Miles Coleman dropping that pass in the end zone. I mean, it's, uh, it's a full-on playoff encounter with two very good football teams. So 7-3 your score here at the end of the first half. We will take an extended break, catch our breath, and uh, be back with the statistics. And uh, Marcus Spears down to the sidelines caught up with head coach Drew Sanders, and we'll get uh, Coach Sanders' thoughts as well. So you're listening to Vandica Pipers football on the horn. Halftime at Monroe Memorial Stadium on the beautiful campus of Vandegrift High School. Monroe Bertrand here along with Hank Hudson, Lene Hudson, Marcus Spears, and Brock Bollinger back at the studios. 10 to 3, or 7 to 3, pardon me, 7 to 3, Lake Travis on top of the Vandegrift Vipers. And uh, Hank, you've been able to discern Lene's stats. So what? what uh, it's not, not a pretty picture for the Vipers. No, it's really not. Lake Travis dominated time of possession. The Vipers barely had 100 yards of total offense. Uh, 11 uh, rushes total for 37 yards. And Fournier got the bulk of those carries. He carried the ball seven times for 16 yards. Uh, Zade Oliver got two carries, two for 12 yards, one of them on a big third and nine where he uh, right. really good play, play call. That was the best drive for the Vipers in the first half. Um, also, Miles Coleman's got one carry for three yards, and Deuce carried the ball and gained six yards one one play. We've given up two sacks uh, for you know, big negative yards on first down. Uh, receiving, uh, Miles Coleman's doing his normal thing, leading, uh, leading the receivers. Uh, Deuce Adams has thrown the ball uh, 12 times, seven completions for only 66 yards. Five of those completions uh, have gone to Miles Coleman for 39 yards. Uh, a big first down conversion to his brother uh, Eli. That was a 23-yard gain and kept the sticks moving. And then also uh, a four-yard reception, one reception, four-yard uh, for number six, George Farley. So the momentum is definitely in favor of Lake Travis. The biggest play in the first half, Merle, might be if the Vipers come back and get, gain the ascendancy and come back and, and win this game in the second half, the biggest play in that first half might be the 55-yard punt by Noah Calder yeah. to really flip the field and, and force Lake Travis to have to go the length of the field to try and get a shot into the end zone, pin them all the way down on their 20-yard line, really flip the field there. That was a big momentum shift. Uh, because they they gained 30 yards pretty quickly, but they just ran out of time uh, to end that first half. Yeah, that's a great point because they just like you said, they just kind of ran out of time. They were moving down the field. The clock had stopped them, and the field stopped them as much as the Viper defense did. Although the uh, the sack and that kind of thing definitely helped out. So it's a defensive struggle. Seven to three. Uh, Marcus is up here. Before we get to him, he had a chance to catch up uh, to head coach Drew Sanders down on the sidelines. Let's hear what Coach Sanders had to say about the Vipers' toughest first half of football so far this season. Thanks, guys. Coach, in the first half, you kind of had a little trouble finishing off drives. Your offense start to move. How do you get it going? I don't know. We're going to go in here and, and uh, kind of figure out what they're doing to us. But, I mean, we knew heading into the game this is going to be a defensive battle. We have two great defenses, and, and I think, yeah, we're down four. So, I mean, there's, there's no reason to abandon the plan. We need to go and see what we're doing well, and then we need to go and see what we can fix, and, and, um, and, and then we go from there. Miles Coleman was seen on the last drive playing some DB. Is that just situational, or is that uh, that's going to be continuous? Yeah, it's just situational. He's, he's one of our best athletes, if not our best athletes, so we figured it's probably good to have him on the field. All right, Coach. Good luck in the second half. Back to So there you go, confirming what, what uh, 
confirming what we thought there. Miles Coleman and Eli Adams joining him at, as well in the second half as part of the what I call the 50-cent package. You got your, your <laughs> nickel package, your dime package, your quarter package, yeah, and they still got one. Half-dollar package? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, you know, I, but a great job up there. And even despite all that, Merle, they managed to complete that pass <laughs> into the end zone. <laughs> I have no idea how. And, I mean, really dodged a bullet there with that holding call. That could, that could weigh heavily in the game. So, Viper's definitely not out of it. Lake Travis does get the ball to start the second half, Merle, but, I mean, uh, so far, they have definitely been in the ascendancy, so we're going to have to see what kind of halftime adjustments are going to be made. Got to wonder if the Vipers may put another guy with his hand on the ground on the defensive line right. because l the Lake Travis offensive line is, you know, is bullying us up a little bit. You know, we've seen uh, we've seen this Vipers team take on some really good rushing attacks and and stop the run all year long, and nobody's been able to run the ball on us. But tonight, the Lake Travis Cavaliers are doing just that. Well, Marcus has joined us. First of all, is it chilly down there? Uh, yeah, it's a little bit chilly. It's, uh, <laughs> it's a little misty. Yeah. The crowd seems to be into it, though. You, oh, yes. You expect the crowd to be into it in a game like this, though. Yes, they were. It's more of this game. What do you expect, though? Playoff atmosphere. Right. You expect crowd to be heavily excited to jump in the student section, especially. Well, they talk about, uh, I mean, Coach seemed pretty kind of calm there when he, when he talked and, uh, you know, pretty much what he expected. Uh, what's the mood of the guys and the players? Is there any frustration? Because they're so used to just shoving people around. It's weird. These guys are always into it. I don't, no matter what the score, they're jumping around, they're cheering. Right. They're, they're, they just, it's like they just want to get out there and just get it done. Well, it's going to be a fun second half. So, Vipers defense. Uh, you know, we've seen some slow starts from this team this year, Merle. Yeah. Uh, and so we come out in the second half, and the third quarter has been a big quarter for the Vipers all year long. Got to do the same thing this year. You got to you got to come out. You got to need to get a stop. Then, and then we need to see the Vipers' offense get unwound a little bit, and maybe maybe change some things up on the rushing attack, change the point of attack. I think they had a little more success running off tackle than up the middle. So maybe we see a bit a little bit more of that. Uh, we you know we saw them have some success there. Uh, pulling a couple of guys, uh, which we've seen the Vipers do all year. Quick screens. Uh, Lake Travis is giving us some healthy competition. That's the bottom line. They're a very good football team. Yeah, as you would expect them to do. Uh, one more question for you, Marcus. We're up here in the press box looking at the flags. It looks like the breeze is blowing a little bit from left to right. It really seems like it's affecting the football a lot more than it looks like it should from up here. Is, is it windy down on the field more so than we can see from up here? Uh, it doesn't feel windy downfield. It's I, but then again, you, it is in the alleyway. I'm not really in that area right, to, to yeah. feel that type of wind. What I will add on to you guys is early in the first half, we saw a few opportunities, uh, deep deep balls thrown downfield yeah, that yep. wasn't connected. It's a different game if those passes start getting connected. That's exactly right, yeah. yeah. Well, the other thing is uh, it's the humidity. The ball is heavier. So yeah. uh, we're seeing some mist. We're seeing some uh, pre precipitation. So – you know, it's a leather football. It's going to soak up some of that water. We haven't played in a situation like this before. The ball is just a bit heavier. It alters the mechanics. It alters the, you know, the way that the ball travels in the air. So, you know, I think that uh, I think the elements are you know playing a factor on that deep passes. We haven't seen Lake Travis throw the ball deep yet, although they might. But their their short passing game has been very effective. Right. Yeah, seven to three year score here. Defense is definitely dominated. Winner of this one gets the winner of New Braunfels versus San Antonio Johnson. They're approaching halftime down in San Antonio with New Braunfels 21, Johnson 14. We'll keep an eye on that one, especially if the Vipers come back in the second half. If they don't, we're not going to care as much. Yes, <laughs> so. indeed.
for your score here at the uh, half. Half We're about halfway through halftime, so we'll take another break and uh, be back to for more of the halftime festivities here from Monroe Memorial Stadium. Email is open, voiceofthevipers at gmail.com. 7-3, Lake Travis on top. Vanity Fibers football on the horn. Halftime here at Monroe Memorial Stadium. 7-3, your score. Lake Travis on top of the Vandegan Vipers. Burrow Bertrand here along with Hank Hudson and Marcus Spears. A couple of other scores from around the area. What could have been Bowie leading McNeil to nothing. The opponent that we thought we were going to be facing possibly in the first round. But uh, Bowie 14 to nothing in the, uh, in the, say the uh, second quarter, pardon me. Um, Brock is telling us that Dripping Springs is the, is a leading Vista Ridge. You have a score on that one, Brock, by chance, or fourteen zero? Fourteen nothing. So, oh, how the world turns, Merle, because last week Vista and Round Rock played. It was twenty one fourteen. Round uh, Vista was up. Round Rock scores with thirteen seconds remaining in the game. Right. And they elect to go for two, which, uh, by my thinking, is a a bit of a questionable decision. I mean, you, I think you need to extend the game there. Right, I, I do too. And then the, uh, the, the conversion attempt was, uh, shall we say, uh, not very organized, and it wasn't even, it wasn't even close. They didn't, yeah. they didn't put a play together that you know, even gave them a chance. And then, uh, you know, I, I, as you may remember, I was, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm friends with the, uh, the Norrells, uh, Owen Norrell, the starting quarterback at Westwood, uh, and they, <laughs> they were apoplectic about the fact that uh, you know, Round Rock, you know, by, by making that decision, essentially knocked him out of the playoffs. So, you know, right. if they maybe extended the game and give themselves a little bit better chance. But Westwood, I mean, that's the first winning season they've had in 10-plus in years. Yep. And as Coach Sanders said in his pregame remarks, they gave the look. They looked like a playoff football team. Yeah. It, yeah I mean, and I, I – I felt to me like it was the best uh, opponent, uh, best opponent Vatican faced all season, and they're, they're on the outside looking in. So, but it's a, it's a funny thing sometimes. Although all those games count, when you only get ten games and only seven of them really count, if you uh, goof up early, and that's what happened with Westwood, that kept them out of the playoffs. You just never know how it's gonna how it's gonna work out. But uh, that's their problem. The Vipers got their own problems. <laughs> we got here. our own problems. Yeah, down seven well, to three. Football can be a cruel game, and so the Vipers have dodged a couple of bullets in that first half. Real a missed field goal attempt uh, by Lake Travis on one of their opening drives, and then the holding call negates a touchdown hail mary in the end zone to end the first half. That's another uh, bullet that's dodged. Uh, Vipers really only one drive in the first half that uh, amounted to anything. The first drive, Merle, you go, you got one first down, and then you had to punt. Then two successive drives, the second and third, were three and outs and a punt. That fourth drive, you go 11 plays and move the ball about 60 yards down the field and kick a long field goal, a 48-yard field goal from um, number 99, Charlie Reed, the, the Clemson commit for soccer. And then the last drive of that first half, uh, they, only, they went three and out again and looked to be in a precarious situation with like three minutes and 20 seconds left. And then the big, big punt from number 27, the special teams player of the year, Noah Kalber, really flipped a field and didn't even give Lake Travis the opportunity to field the punt. They kicked it over their heads. That was a tremendous, tremendous punt and could be instrumental here because I think it, it took them out of a real scoring opportunity. And, you know, that's the, those are the kind of things in a playoff game like this, a small thing can make a big difference. That's the kind of thing that could really come back uh, and be a significant factor in the game. Got it. You, oh, ahead, you mentioned that, uh, and also you, you saw him on the sideline. He was practicing trying to get 
I guess, getting the mold to make the uh, Supermaker punt. And he was down there for about a good 15 minutes straight just kicking punts. Kicking into the net. Yes. Yeah, and then the other thing, Marcus, is the, uh, the big play in the end zone, the shot to Miles Coleman. You know, how many times have we seen those guys hook up yeah. on a long pass like that and just – you know, I think it was just off his fingertips, maybe just beyond. And like you said, Merle, how hard is it to overthrow <laughs> Miles Coleman? I didn't, I wasn't sure it could be done, but just a little too much juice on that throw. But that could have been a, you know, instead of getting three, you go into halftime seven seven. It's a, you know, it feels different. It does feel different. And boy, we talk about it a lot. I haven't had to talk about it that much this year. But usually, the first words out of our mouth when we get to halftime were the first series of the second half is going to be huge. Nothing bigger here because if they come down the field and are able to shove the Vipers around again, even if they just get three points, but especially if they get seven and the Vipers go down by two possessions the way they're struggling on offense tonight, that's going to be a big hill to climb against these Cavaliers. Uh, you make a great point there, Merle. I mean, it's uh, no bigger defensive sequence in the entire season for the 2023 version of the Vandergriff Vipers than this opening possession of the second half. And Lake Travis's, you know, their possessions, they had five possessions in the first half. Uh, they had a uh, turnover, an interception on their first drive. They went three and out and punted on their second drive. Third drive, they went six plays and then missed a field goal. Uh, the fourth drive, they go nine plays, 75 yards, scored on a 34-yard touchdown pass from Chasten Ditta to number 12, Caden Leon. And then that last drive, Merle, they start on their own 23 after the big punt by uh, right. Noah Colburn. They go 13 plays, and that's the end of the half. And the Vipers... Got out of there just by the hair of their chinny-chin-chin. Chin. Well, was it time that the Vanderbilt Vipers would have agreed to commit to summer school that they would have gone into a halftime trail on Lake Travis 7-3? That was then. This is now. Vipers are not happy. They've got some work to do. About three minutes left to go in the halftime festivities. When we come back, we'll have the second half for you. You're listening to Vanderbilt Vipers football on the horn. Marcus Spears headed back down to the sideline. Lenae Hudson on staff. Brock Bollinger back at the studio, boy. Well, Merle, here's the good news. Okay, give me the some good the news. The Vipers have a history, Merle, of making some dramatic comebacks in the second half of football games. That's yes, they do. The, the run to the state championship last year, you're, you're down late. Uh, you're down late against a, a really impressive Houston Katy team. We were down late against Dripping Springs in the playoff game. We, had a, uh, we, had to, we were down at halftime against Harlan. Right. So, uh, you know, and then historically, I, I remember – uh, Drew Dawson's senior year when we uh, came back and scored in the last minute to beat uh, a really good uh, Bridgeland team. Uh, there's been numerous instances of this Viper football team facing adversity and coming back. It's, a, it's part of the culture here as you play every play, play every snap until the very end. And we've seen some high drama, the, the human drama of athletic competition happen with this Vipers football team with second half efforts uh, you know, coming out of the locker room. The third quarter, I believe, has been the biggest quarter of the season for the, the terms uh, for the Vipers in terms of uh, output. So, going to be a really interesting thing to see, as you said, Merle. This opening possession of the second half is going to be huge. The Vipers need to come out and get a stop. Well, Lake Travis and the Road Whites, they'll receive the football going from right to left. They have the wind in their face for this third quarter. Vipers have it at their back as Charlie Reed set to kick it off. Ball's in the air, and the second half is underway from Monroe Memorial Stadium, and Reed again drills it off oh. the crossbar. Tremendous. <laughs> When's the last time you saw that happen? 70 yards <laughs> in the air. <laughs> well, we and, uh, and hit it perfectly. I mean, 
I've been watching for this, this Vipers program continues to come up with new and innovative ways to thrill the audience, and I don't recall ever seeing a <laughs> kickoff hit the crossbar. You remember, do you remember ever seeing that? No, never have. Wow. Apparently, he's got a big leg. You could you could do that again if you <laughs> stayed out here until Christmas. <laughs> Me? I no, him. Oh, yeah. Anybody, probably. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, odds are no. <laughs> like a hole-in-one. So here we go at the 25-yard line. Cavaliers moving from right to left as the second half gets underway. Did or dropping back. Looking finally for the right side. Completes the 29. Spins out across the 30 and dies out to the 34-yard line. A nine-yard pickup to start off here. Caden Leon, like halftime never happened. Second down and one. Situation normal. All under control there as Caden Leon is approaching 10 catches in the game. I think he had seven in the first half. That'd be number eight. Second down and one from the 34. They can do a lot from that position. Hand off up the middle. Fake it to the near side and going to turn the corner at the 40. Foot race to the 45 and out of bounds at about the 46-yard line. Saving an even bigger play for the Vipers was Hollister Stevens. But Nico Hamilton is coming into the game in the second quarter has helped Lake Travis find an extra gear. And I'll tell you what, Merle, this Lake Travis football team looks really impressive and so far, no changes that are discernible in terms mm -hmm. of the Vipers up front staying with the three-man line that's served them so well all year. But we are bringing, walking up a linebacker. Trips wide right, first down at the 46-yard line. Handoff, off left tackle. And up to the 48. Better job that time. Gain of about two yards on the play. Going to bring up a second down and eight. As Cruz Carrasquillo stopping Nico Hamilton. So the Vipers defense is all about gap control and everybody making the right fit, Merle. So what you're seeing this Lake Travis offensive line do, something that we haven't seen all year, is they're knocking them off their fits. So you've got a bunch of big big dudes from Lake Travis just doing a, a good job plowing some earth up there. Second and eight from the Cavalier 48. Trips wide right, one here to the near side in the slot. Quarterback draw right up the middle, and Vipers adjust quickly and hold that one to about a three-yard pickup. Makes it a third down and a long four. Getting up from the bottom of the pile, Diego de Lara Vasquez. This is a big play here for the Viper defense. Chance to get off the field. Here's a formation we saw in the first half. That's a bunch formation to the right. In the first half, they all broke and ran routes here, so let's see what happens. Third and four from the Viper 48. Dropping back, Ditta. Firing over to the right side. That ball is incomplete. And the Viper defense is going to get the stand here unless Lake Travis goes forward and fourth down. Trying to get it down the field to Caden Leon. Pretty good coverage out there by Drew Mestemaker and Hollister Stevens. And the punting unit is on here for Lake Travis. Allegedly. Well, allegedly, yes. And I, I think you make a, a pragmatic point there, Merle. You better watch out for the fake. This is a fourth down and about four. We've seen a little bit of everything from Lake Travis. I think this will be a safe return. Looks like the first team defense is out there. Josiah S is averaging 38.6 yards per pump with a long of 61. He put 9 of 25 inside the 20, and he does kick it away to Coleman. Fair catch called for and made at the 16-yard line. So the Vipers will take over with 10.05. They withstood the first test here without giving up any points, and they get the football back. Well, that's a, you hold serve there, Merle. They get two first downs, which does put some pressure on the Vipers in terms of field position. The Vipers have really not had it very easy in terms of field positions when they're starting their drives. They start in the first half Merle, on their own 25, their own 27. They started one drive on their own eight-yard line. The best field position so far in, the, in this game is their own 27. Lake Travis has 
beating the Vipers of their own game a bit, Merle in terms of field position. Trips wide left in a triangle, one to the near side. Al Coleman comes in motion out of the backfield. Dropping back Adams all day to throw, fires underneath and complete to his brother the 24 yard line and driven back, well, incomplete, ball, ball poked away at the last second. Had it for a minute. It's a good play by number five, Isaiah Estes to disrupt Eli Adams from securing that football. Good looking strike there, interesting formation, a bunch formation all the way to the bottom of the numbers. Trying to spread the field out and make Lake Travis defend every inch of the field. Second down and 10 from the 16 yard line. One receiver left, two to the near side. Dropping back is Adams. Pressure coming, steps up through it. Now he's got some running room, bounces to the outside. Gets the corner turn, 20-25, and has a first down out of bounds at the 27-yard line. What a run by Deuce Adams. He was in big, big trouble, Hank. Yeah, well, that's a that's something we've seen him do, but not very often, as he does do a good job keeping his eyes downfield. But he he went through a couple of regressions there, Merle, and just decided to tuck it up, made two really nice little jump cuts to get himself free. Adams rolling to his right, fires over to the right side. Uh, could have been intercepted, man. I'm not sure how it wasn't. I don't think it, I don't think number five Josiah S has had his eyes on the quarterback, or he would have could have picked that one off. Like you said, it looked really dangerous. Second down and ten coming up from the 26-yard line. 9:43 to go, third quarter. Lake Travis up by four. So we haven't handed the ball off to a running back yet, Merle, out of the first three plays. So I don't think we're going to give up on the run, but let's see what you. You're on second and ten. Put Coleman in motion in the left slot. Two receivers left, one to the near side. Another passing play. Adams dropping back. Going for it all. Going for his brother. Incomplete. Overshot him by about four or five yards. Eli Adams had a step. The second overthrow tonight. Number that nine, hurt because he was open, Hank. Yeah, number 19, Walker in the coverage. But you're right. He had a step, maybe two. Mm -hmm. And Deuce just hasn't been able to drop it in the old pickle barrel tonight on those deep throws. Something we've seen him do all year. Now you're in a third and 10. Fournier checks into the game, lined up to the left side. Two receivers to the right, third down and 10 from the Viper 26. Fournier goes in motion. Adams dropping back, good protection. Now the pocket starts to break down, rolling to his right, pump fake, in trouble. Ducks underneath to the 25, makes a man miss. Spins out across the 28, digging for the 30, and he's gonna get uh, knocked down there at about the 29 yard line. Ran a lot. Absorbed a lot of punishment for a three-yard pickup, and the Vipers will have to punt it away. Lake Travis, Lake Travis doing a good job with disciplined defense there. Great coverage downfield. Yeah, no call there. Launched one into the stratosphere last time. Let's see what he does here. Good. Oh, dropped the snap. In trouble. Got rid of it somehow. Not a great punt, but it was a punt anyway. It's going to take a Viper roll. That could have been disastrous. At the 49-yard line, only a 20-yard punt, but man, oh, man. They could have had it at about the 15-yard line. Well, that was uh, out of the frying pan into the fire, then back into the frying pan. <laughs> but the net is, you know, a lot better than it could have been. So instead of first and 10 on the 15-yard line, Get it out to the 49, but you know, again, a big field position yep. net gain for the Lake Travis Cavaliers as they're set up in business in Viper territory. 
They've had this one turnover on the night. Lake Travis throwing an interception early, which time in a, a drive of theirs. Asking a lot of this Vipers defense, Merle, they've been up to the task tonight, only allowing seven points, which is above their season average. Yeah. But they're going to have to show up big here again. Drizzly night. Heavy mist blowing from left to right across the stadium. Temperatures down in the low 50s. Football the, weather. The wind has picked up. Yeah. So that might be a, a factor. The Vipers do have the wind at their backs for the third quarter, so you really want to in terms of the passing game with taking a shot downfield. But it's a, it's looking, things are looking bleak right now, Merle, but again, the Vipers have a history of making Im impressive comebacks. You know, you got, you're up against the perennial power in Lake Travis and they came to play. And you're one play away. You're one play away from turning this game around. Yes, indeed. Come out at the TV timeout. Vipers defense on the field. This would be a great time for another one of your turnover predictions. So you want to go ahead and make it official? This would be a great time for a turnover. <laughs> I'm in total agreement with you, Merle. <laughs> total solidarity. Trips wide right, one to the near side. Did it in the shotgun. I believe that's Hamilton lined up to his right side. Waiting for the all clear before they resume play. This is an adjustment for high school kids too, something they haven't had to deal with all season long, these long, long breaks. That's a good point. Changes the tempo. You know, very much like in basketball, a team that controls the tempo of the game typically comes out on top and Lake Travis is in the ascendancy in that regard. So here we go, first time 10 from the Viper 49 yard line. Swing pass right side. Cuts it back up at the 46 and stacked up right about there. Again, of about three yards on the play. Going to bring up a second down and seven. They swing it out to the right side to Sam Self. That's the third time we've seen that formation, Merle, the bunch formation to the right. The first two times, they all break and run routes. That time, you throw a quick screen, pick up three yards like a long handoff. Trips wide right, one here to the near side. Lake Travis moving from right to left into the breeze. Eight, 18 to go, third quarter. Lake Travis seven, Vandegar three. Ditta in the shotgun. Hamilton in motion to the left. Puts now an empty back set for Ditta. Dropping back, pressure coming from the edge. He's gonna step up, he's got some running room and he's gonna break out of the tackle and get inside the 40 down to the 38 yard line. That's a design run all the way. Mm -hmm. You got three guys split wide right. You take your running back out of the backfield, split him to the left, so it's a three by two and you're spreading the entire length, the entire width of the field. Did it just took the snap and started heading upfield immediately. Eight yard gain and a first down. Kind of high stepping as he walks back to the huddle. May have been shaking up a little bit, but he's gonna tough it out. First down and 10 calves at the Viper 37. Two receivers right, one to the near side. Low snap, dropped it on the carpet, picks it back up. And he's going to be dropped for a loss. Oh, so away. Oh. Vipers have the football at the 40, to the 30, to the 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, unless they blew it dead. Oh, you've got to be kidding me. That's a turnover. That's a touchdown, Diego Darlavara Vasquez. 
There's absolutely no way they're that they can, about there's it. no way that they can say he was down. He wasn't even going no, down. He was not even going down. Diego de la Barbasca stood him up, stripped the football out. That's a touchdown every day of the week. Don't have review until you get to the state championship game, and they're going to call him down. Oh, my god! They gosh. took a touchdown away from the Vipers. That is unbelievable, Merle Bertrand. I cannot wow. believe what that I am horrible. seeing. That is horrible. That has got to be one of the that's the worst officiating call I've ever seen in a Vipers football game. So instead of a bandage of touchdowns. His forward momentum was not even stopped. No. Absolutely atrocious. Wow. Absolutely blew it. Second down and 14, Lake Travis at the 41-yard line. And Lake Travis is going to call a timeout. Well, I've seen a lot calling these games. And, you know, my mind has uh, been blown on numerous occasions. But that has got to be the most atrocious officiating call that I have seen in, in my, possibly my entire life. I can't imagine how they would call him down. I don't. The only logical explanation is that somebody blew a whistle, which ends the play, which we can't tell from up here. But, man, oh, man, what a swing. Yeah, that's. That is a big swing, but you know what? The emotion and energy of that play might be yeah. what the Vipers needed. And probably a very smart timeout by Coach Hank Carter across the way, a veteran I coach. I totally agree. To, to exactly to your point, Hank. Totally agree. Kind of diffuse the emotion of that situation. Yeah. But I, I have to say, you know, we only saw it once in real time. He fumbled the snap. It was a low snap. And he was he had he had trouble I think gathering it and then yep. I mean he his forward progress wasn't even stopped no an incredible play by De Lavara Vasquez he stood him up and just stripped the ball out of there while he was still moving forward I I don't know what to say I'm in shock absolutely stunning stunning officiating decision oh my goodness I don't like to talk to like that about the, the zebras because they work yeah. hard but that they missed that one they missed that one. So second and 14 from the Viper 41-yard line. Did it in the shotgun. Dropping back, looking, trying to set up a screen pass complete and knocked down at the 41. Viper swarming to the football. They, they seem a little bit more energized. Yes, they Bruce do. Chris Carrasquillo on the stop, third and 13 from the 40. Also number 22, Aiden Jones. The energy is picked up for sure in the stadium. He got him in a third and long. Two receivers right, one to the near side. Vipers jumping on the sideline, getting the fans engaged. Third down and 13 from the Viper 40. Quarterback draw again. Better drop back. Shuttle pass underneath to the 35. Looking for running room. Going to cut it up to the 30. He didn't get there, but he got close. The shuttle pass underneath to Nico Hamilton, picking up about seven yards, sets up a fourth and three. And now what do you do for your Lake Travis? They're going to go for they it. they got to go for it against yeah. the wind. They're going to go for it here, and, you know, with that big O line, why not? Well, here's your biggest play of the game so mm -hmm. far. Fourth down and three for Lake Travis at the Vanica 30. Maybe go, they might go on a hard count here, you think? Yeah. Viper fans making noise. Up to the line comes Ditta and company. They run around. 
trying to get the corner. He's not going to now. Got to reverse field the other way. Got to stay home. This is Leon running around. He's going to go down. Big time football down back play. Down at the 43-yard line. Sebastian Cavetton staying home. Ian Wynn. Fit. Everybody's got a lane to be in, and the discipline of the Vipers defense there makes a huge difference on an end-around play. And, and the it, momentum has uh, you feel the momentum shift right now as the Vipers had an obvious score taken away, and there's some there's some renewed energy on the Viper sideline and in the and in the crowd. They stayed home on the original reverse, and then they stayed home when he tried to reverse field himself. So first down, Vandegrift to their own 43-yard line. Play action pass, Adams looking, looking, stepping up, firing, going for it all, looking for his brother. And off his fingertips again, incomplete. You can't come any closer. This is going to become a mental gut check game because the Vipers have come so close about four times tonight. Well, he's three steps ahead of the defender there. And then just off of the outstretched fingertips. He did a good job getting his feet to the football, but hmm. by the hair of the chinny-chin-chin, the Vipers are still down seven to three. Second and 10 from their own 43-yard line. Skogan comes in motion right to left. Adams, play action, swing pass right side, complete. And gonna be pushing it out to about the 45-yard line. Gained about two yards on the plate to Jordan Oliver, the senior, and sets up a third down and eight. Three football plays in this game, Merle, and instead of 7-3, it could be 21-7. Yes. Somehow got to keep battling. That's exactly right. down on yourself. Third and eight from the 45. Trips wide left, one to the near side. Adams dropping back. Good protection. Fires, dumps it off underneath. Complete. And hit hard at the 50-yard line, well shy of the first down. Eli Adams coming across the field, but he's three yards shy. Fourth down and three coming up from the 50. Well, he got 426 remaining in the third quarter. I don't see the punting unit, although Deuce Adams can pooch punt it as well. But right now, the offense is staying on the field. You're getting to that point, you're not going to have a whole lot of possessions left. That's a good point. The Vipers defense has limited the Lake Travis Cavaliers to seven points. I think they might call a timeout here. Yeah, I think you're, yeah, think you're right. They don't want to rush this one. Fourth down coming up. Play clock is winding down. 3.59 to go. Man, oh, man, oh, man. A gut-wrenching football game so far, Merbler Tran, because the Vipers have been a hair's breadth away from three different touchdowns. You go in the first half just beyond the outstretched fingertips of Miles Coleman in the end zone. Then a Di Diego De La Vara strip and score is erased from the, the scoreboard by the offici officiating crew. And, uh, I, you know, that was uh, stunning. I don't have yeah. any, I'm in shock still about that play. And then on this last uh, drive, Deuce Adams running into the, into the clear. He had three or four steps on the defender and just off of his outstretched fingertips. So just a game of inches. And those inches are going against the Vipers so far. Got it, like you said, you just got to keep playing every single play. Right. So to talk about the, the precipitation, you see that the referees have got the football covered. So I think that is definitely a factor. The, these conditions have changed things up on the, on the deep balls. Yes, they have. 
Often stays on the field after the timeout. Fourth and three, Brannigan from the midfield stripe going from left to right, ball in the near hash. Two receivers left, what a big play. Adams directing traffic, now an empty back set. Maybe a hard snap count, he might pooch punt it. Make Travis staying home. Nope, they're gonna run a play. And whistles blow and the Vipers cost themselves uh, five yards. Well, there was a lot going on there, Merle. So I think there was a hard count. I think they they have changed the play. So a lot of stuff happening there. We had also Jay Skoglin trying to communicate something with yeah. number six, George Farley. So I, a lot of different things happening on that play. And then now you're just going to punt it. What will burn the coaches is they burned a timeout to set that up. Yes, indeed. So Mestermaker set to punt it away. Feels the snap clean. And end over end kick. Lands at the 20, rolling and bounces out of bounds at about the 15 yard line. So 348 to go. In this third quarter, the score remains seven to three. Looks like a timeout in the field. Let's take it with them. You're listening to Vanica Fibers Football on the horn. You're listening to KTAEAM Elgin, K270CO Round Rock. been prone to indigestion or have heart issues or anything like that you might want to go watch some lifetime tv or something <laughs> this game will get to you seven to three your score vipers trail against lake travis lake travis has it first down and 10 at their own 17 yard line with 348 to go in quarter number three no lack of drama tonight merle and we're not even done yet we've got 348 remaining in the third quarter and it has been a gut-wrenching affair the human drama of athletic competition unfolding here at monroe stadium You've got two high-powered, well-honed football machines going at it tonight, and somebody's going to go home. First and 10 Cavaliers from their own 17. Two receivers right, one on the near side, waiting on the TV timeout to finish up. All right, looks like we have the go-ahead. Ditta in the shotgun. I'll take a pick six that they don't take away from us. Swing pass right side, off the fingertips, and it falls incomplete. It might be a live football. Pick it up. Pick it up. Pick it up and run. That looked like a lateral to me. There's been a couple of those that have been close. Mm -hmm. Flirting with the edge of disaster there. Off the fingertips of Leon falls incomplete in the second down and 10 from the 17 yard line. Here's your formation again. Look at your receiver on the far side there, Merle. He's to the boundary. He's two yards from the sideline. So when we talk about spread football, that's, yeah. that's what you mean. Second down and 10. Draw play. And up the middle, nice hole, dies out across the 25 of the 28 yard line. Gain of about nine yards on the play. Might have enough for the first down, in fact. They're gonna move it. Picked up 10, first down, Lake Travis. Lake Travis really looking like a well-oiled machine. And so there you go, the spread rushing attack is, you're just taking additional, you're taking defenders out of the, out of the tackle, the tackle box. Ditta dropping back, Hamilton again off right tackle, and he's gonna be wrapped up and stacked up, no gain in the play. First one to get there was Porter Udy. First time we've called his name tonight. 
Maybe fell forward for a couple of yards. Second down and eight coming up from the 30-yard line. Clock rolling inside of three minutes to go third quarter. 7-3 Lake Travis. Well, we've got a football game here, that's for sure. Kind of get the feeling these two teams could play till Sunday and never be separated <laughs> by more than a touchdown. Two receivers to the right, two to the near side. Did it in the shotgun again. Dropping back. Class complete to the 35, and that's Good a tackle. far as he'll go. Great open field tackle. Third down and two coming up. Called in by Drew Rhodes, a senior tight end. Third down and two coming up. Chance to get off the field. Getting him a third down hasn't been the problem. Getting him into fourth down, however, has been a bit of an issue tonight for the Vipers. Yes, indeed. And this is a third and short. Lake Travis in a tighter formation. And off Hamilton, and he's going to have the first down and more as he just runs over people out across the 40-yard line. Needed two, picked up five. First down, Lake Travis. We are seeing a high-octane rushing attack from Lake Travis tonight. And they're sucking time off of the clock. Mm -hmm. First down and 10 at the 40-yard line. Inside of two minutes to go, third quarter. One receiver right, one to the near side. Ian Witt making a defensive adjustment there with a signal. Did a handoff, Hamilton left side, cuts it up to the 40, the 45, and one thing I notice as he picks up seven yards, Hank, is that after he makes contact, the line keeps moving backwards. Yes, indeed. He's quite an impressive running back. Nico Hamilton, the senior. Second down and three is the rain coming down a little bit harder now, the heavy, heavy drizzle. You can see it blowing across the light stands here at Monroe Memorial Stadium from left to right. Second down and three from the 47-yard line. Did a dropping back. Dumped it off. And oh, what a beautiful hit to separate from the football. Try to get it to Leone. And timed it perfectly. Third down coming up. Absolutely beautiful football play by number three, Sebastian Cavetton right there, Merle. Just did a great job breaking on the football, separating the receiver. Third down and three. Lake Travis has been really consistent about converting these third down in short situations. This is another big play in the football game with only 57 seconds left. Cavs come up to the line, 33 from their own 47. Rolling to his right, looking downfield, fires over the right side, got a receiver open, caught and out of bounds to the 32-yard line. Dylan Colors, a junior wide receiver. He was the only receiver out in the route. And Lake Travis converts again. They do a good job setting that one up as they run that same Zone read look to the left into the short side of the field from the left hash, Merle, and then you roll your quarterback out to the right. Bit of a waggle route, and your receiver, number 11, Dylan Colors, runs to the corner. Good looking throw. First down, Cavaliers at the Viper 35. Did a handoff Hamilton up the middle, and the Vipers swarm to the football. There he is again, number 61, Ian Witt. Grabbed him around the belt and flung him down. Gain of one, second down and nine. Gonna give Ian Witt a little bit of a, a breather. Lake Travis is on nine plays this drive, Merle. Hmm. Started at what, their own 17, somewhere in that neck of the woods? That's right, that's their worst field position of the game, but they're continuing to matriculate down the field. 
Second and nine from the Vandica 34. Dropping back, Ditta, looking, pass, right side, complete to the 30, sit down pass, gonna be knocked down right there. Gonna bring up a third down and five at the 30 yard line. Maybe in four down territory, especially when the wind changes directions here in five seconds. Well, that's the end of the third quarter. Nothing changed and everything changed. Seven to three, your score in an eventful third quarter. 36 minutes in the books, 12 minutes left in somebody's season. We'll take a break and be back to bring it to you. You're listening to Vatican Fibers Football on the Horn. All right, third down and five for Lake Travis at the Vandegas 30-yard line. Now moving from left to right as the fourth quarter gets underway. Merle Bertrand, Hank Hudson here along with Lene Hudson. Marcus Spears down to the sideline. Brock Bollinger back at the Horn Studios. And give a shout-out to my mom, the great state of Illinois, the number one Viper fan from the state of Illinois. Get all the mold out there we're going to get if we're going to keep this season alive. I'm telling you, man, that uh, we've been missing that uh, shout-out to our number one the state of Illinois, so... Let's get the mojo going. Never seen the stadium so nervous. You know, I th there's a lot of there's a lot of energy in the stadium. So there is know, energy. It, yeah, uh, it's uh, a bit nervous, but hey, uh, one play away, Merle, as you said, from breaking this game open, and a big play right here on third and four. As Lake Travis is on their tenth play in this drive, started on their own 17-yard line, and got to get them off the field here. Here come the Cavaliers on the field, not going from left to right. Johnson leading New Braunfels now 23 to 21, late third quarter. Winner of that one meets the winner of this one. Two receivers left, one to the near side. Ditta, gonna keep it himself around the left side. Now he's in trouble, giving a dump it off underneath and complete out there to the 20 and out about the 16 yard line. Looked like he was gonna run it, and that karmic psychic connection he has with Caden Leon just keeps on tonight, Hank. Very similar to the play that they ran on the previous third down where Ditta looks like he's going to run the football and just, you know, that's running to the left, throwing yeah. across his body, and delivers it perfectly to his running buddy, number 12, Caden Leon. First down and 10 at the Viper 20 yard line as they convert. Play clock down to 10. Ditta in the shotgun. Dropping back, looking. Now the pocket breaks down, rolls to his right. He's got a little bit of running room. Now fires the throw to the end zone. Incomplete, almost intercepted again. Hollister Stevens skying and got a piece of that one, knocked it away. Second down coming up. Great play, Hollister Stevens. And Ditta continues to do it with his feet and his arm. Well, he really looks comfortable throwing the ball, almost more comfortable throwing the ball when he's moving. Yeah, you're right. McNeil, 14 and answer points. They've tied up Bowie, 14-14 in the fourth. Wow, listen to that. Second and 10 from the 20-yard line. One receiver left, two to the near side. Draw play, off right tackle, and Viper stacked that one up for about a five-yard pickup. They're getting him four, so third down and six from the 16. You'll give up three here. You don't want to, but you'll take a you'll take a field goal attempt here. I agree. Big time play right here. So third and six from the 16 yard line. Fourth quarter, seven three Cavaliers. Cavs getting a little cherry huddle is what 
They used to call that. It's only five yards off the ball. Third and six for Dena. Double tight end set. Low snap. Shuttle pass underneath. And Viper stack, stack it up. Maybe a yard to the play. The shuttle pass underneath the Hamilton and the Viper defense swarms to the football, sets up a fourth down. And now Lake Travis looks like they're going to trot out the field goal unit and try to make this a seven-point game. Well, that's a big play in terms of you know, potential outcome on the scoreboard here. And we're also giving up seven there would have been a dagger. Yep. Limiting them to a field goal attempt is going to be about a, what, a 30... 23, 33-yarder. 33-yarder. The far hash out of the hold of Drew Rhodes. Good snap and hold. Kick is up. And it is good. That's all right. Still a one-possession game. 10-21 to go fourth quarter. New score, Cavaliers 10, Vipers 3. Not the best outcome, but definitely not the worst. Right. Uh, the bad news is that the, the Lake Travis went 14 plays there, Merle, and ate up about... Four and a half minutes, so mm. three, you know, they get the ball with about three and a half minutes left in the third quarter and just kind of matriculated down the field. Well, you, you kind of touched on it. Every time they are in a third down situation, it's less than five. Yeah. It's third and three, third and four. And with that running attack that they've got, they're able to pick it up. They've only shot themselves in the foot one time on the interception early on, which really didn't hurt anything except for the fumble that was taken away that should have been seven points. I don't recall such a, a big momentum shift type of play. That's, that's, you know, that's the kind of thing come back to haunt you. And Vatican is playing well. We've got yeah, they no, are. No, I, I no like turnovers. Our, you know what? I like our chances in the fourth quarter. This is a, there's a lot of character on this team. Yep. Coach Sanders is, they have a culture of excellence. We know that this team is going to play until the very last whistle. And the fans are, are enthusiastic. The band's into it. Let's just take this drive down down the field and put some points on the board. Coleman fields it at the three, up to the 10. Makes the man miss, far sideline, 25-30, cuts it back, hurdled at the 35. Miles Coleman gets him out of danger, though. He fielded that one at the three-yard line. He hasn't had many kick returns. Well, now you're looking right now, Merle, at what is officially the best starting field position for the yes. Vanderbilt Vipers on their own 35-yard line as they have been losing the field position more. Got to make something happen here with 10-14 in your best starting field position. Going into the wind. It's not a strong wind, but it is noticeable going from left to right. We've seen it affect the football here on a sloppy night, heavy drizzle. First and 10 Vipers going right to left in their own 35-yard line. Trips here to the near side in a triangle. Empty back set for Adams. Chilton goes in motion. The swing pass underneath to Coleman. Breaks free up to the near sideline to the 35 to the 40, not about to the 41 yard line. That was a no gain or a lost yardage play, and Miles Coleman just spun away from the tackle to pick up six. What a play by Miles Coleman there, Merle, as he felt the pressure coming from the outside and just did a really nifty pirouette. Makes that a six yard gain. That's what you call taking a basket of lemons and making lemonade. That's exactly right. Second and four from the Viper 41. High snap, good job there handling it. Hand off the 48. He's dragging tackles across the 50 into Cavalier territory at the 48-yard line. Vipers showing some grit and determination. Chase Madrano on the stop, and not before Vanderbilt first down. That's a big-time downhill run and a good push up front. Get those Vipers hog mollies all sloppy. Now, 
Two receivers to the right, one to the near side for Adams. Quick drop, pump fake. Going to tuck it under and run. Now bounce to the left side of the 45 to the 40. And slides down to the 37-yard line. That'll be good for a Viper first down. Well, the official on the near side puts them down at the 39, so it was a yard shy. Nine-yard pickup, second and one. Second and one's a good down and distance, Merle Bertrand. Yep. And you're in four-down territory from here, I'm almost sure. Yeah, we might see a shot here. Yeah, I would agree. Second and one from the 39, two receivers right. Adams, drop back, pass underneath, and in and out of the hands of the intended receiver, throwing a little bit low to Eli Adams. Brings up a third and one from the 39. Clock stops, 9.04 remaining in the game. Started this drive on their own 35-yard line, picked up a couple of first downs. Gaining some momentum. Got to pick up one to keep this drive alive. Two receivers to the right. Now Eli Adams coming to motion left to right. So they've got trips to the right side. Now Skogan coming back right to left. Settles in as the up back. Handoff. First down and more. Fournier inside the 35 down to the 33-yard line. I don't know what adjustments Coach Mauser has made, but all of a sudden the running game has come to life here. Well, a lot of shifting, a lot of pre-snap movement, a lot of motion there, and you bring... Jay Skoglin into an H-back slot. Great lead block. And Adams was going to swing it out to the right side. Nothing there. So he tucks it under. Gets it down to the 30-yard line to pick up three yards on the play. Second and seven. Remember, a field goal does you no good. They're down by seven. 8.40 to go. Good-looking decision there by Deuce Adams. Made a really fast decision there. The mm -hmm. quick screen, he it wasn't there. He just pulls it and lives to fight another day while getting three yards. Two receivers to the right, one to the near side. Second down and seven. Skogan coming to motion left to right. Settles in on the right side. Adams looking downfield. Looking all day to throw. Pass over the middle of the field. Got Skogan. Caught yeah. touchdown. There he is, number 88, Jay Skogan, Merle Bertrand. What a football player. He is unbelievable. He can block. He can catch. He does it all. I was watching him out of the corner of my eye, and I could see him streaking straight down the field. Attacked the middle third of the field, and he was wide open, Merle. Great route. He's a, he's a focus for the defense because you look at him as the focal point of attack for the running game. Made a great clean release. When you get a tight end who's lined up on the end of the line of scrimmage and he gets a free release, that's big-time trouble for the defense. Skoglin runs unabated touchdown Vipers. While the Olsen, the sophomore, called up from the JV squad, knocks a huge extra point through, and with 8-11 to go in the fourth quarter, we're starting over. 10-10. We'll take a break and be right back. You're listening to Bandicoot Vipers Football on the Horn. Card My Yard. When good news comes your way, skip the card and stake the yard. It's the easiest way to decorate for any celebration. We do all the work for you. Book your order online and we'll set up the surprise and take down the decorations afterwards. Grand opening, anniversary, or any special occasion. Card My Yard. 95 franchises throughout the U.S. Now a proud sponsor of your school. Visit CardMyYard.com today.
8-11 to go in regulation time. 10-10 your score. Remind everybody, attention football fanatics, don't miss out on the opportunity to be a part of Texas football history where dreams are realized. Moments unfold before your very eyes. Mark your calendars for the OIL State Football Championships December 13th through 16th at AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas, where the best teams from 6-man to 6-A leave it all on the field in the hopes of being named champion. For the latest updates and ticket information, head over to UILTexas.org slash football. Again, that's UILTexas.org slash football. Hank, we've seen some slash football here tonight. Uh, this is a great football game. A lot of high drama, and the Vipers that time will take the ball seven plays. They go 65 yards and score on a 30-yard touchdown pass from Deuce Adams to the effervescent number 88, <laughs> Jay Skoglin, doing it all. What a football game we've got here. Feel a little bit of a momentum shift. The crowd is into this yep. football game and doesn't get any better than this. The crunk squad in action down at the sidelines, reinforced by all the tra the uh, the playoff squad, they call them, the uh, JV players that have moved up for football, uh, Friday night football for the playoffs. So there's two lines of players down at the sidelines, stretching from the 25 to the 25. That's a glorious-looking, uh, whatever you call it, shoulder-to-shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> Line dance. It's like the Rockets, only not as attractive. <laughs> Kickoff coming from the 40-yard line, and Reed sends us down to about the two, up to the five, to the ten, to the 15, up to the 20, up to the 25, and stacked up there to the 27-yard line. Vipers digging for the football. Lake Travis will start first down, ten at the 27-yard line. Wind at their back, returned by Walker Moore, the junior defensive back. Well, Merle, we finally come to it. I'm going to disagree with you. I find that to be eminently more attractive than the Rockettes. <laughs> when you see a bunch of football players doing that, I, that's, uh, you know, beauty is in the eye of the beholder, I guess. <laughs> On Friday nights, I'll give it to you. <laughs> All right, here we go. Vipers defense need a stand. Boy, do they. First down and 10, Lake Travis at their own 27-yard line. Crowd is on their feet. Vipers led 3-0, fell behind 10-3, tied it up 10-all with 8.04 to go. See how Lake Travis handles the pressure. Handoff up the middle and up to the 30 to the 31-yard line. Gain of about four yards on the play for Nico Hamilton. Ben Boer getting up from the bottom of the pile, second down and six coming up. Like Lake Travis's ability to run the football. Mm-hmm. Second down and six from the 31. Two receivers left, one to the near side. Chaston Ditta in the shotgun. And off Hamilton again, off left side. And the Vipers there swarming to the football, stack it up for no gain. I see Ian Witt involved. Deshaun Morgan. Deshaun Morgan, yep. Ben Boer, usual suspects. Third and six coming up. Play of the night for the Viper defense. Get the stop, you get the football back with a chance to take the lead. Diego De La Vara Vasquez seems to be highly irritated that they took his touchdown away. <laughs> I don't blame him. To see him get another one. Third and six from the Cavs, 31. Ball in the far hash, Lake Travis and all white going from left to right. Trips here to the near side. Now they put Leon in motion to the left. Vipers bringing pressure. Dump it off underneath to the 30, for the 35, and spins out to the 39-yard line. Good enough for the first down. Guess who? Number 12, Caden Leon mm. on the reception. Vipers brought pressure from, oh, the flag down in the field late. 
Oh, oh no. face mask on the Vipers. That'll tack on 15 yards. Not a good outcome. They've got the wind at their back. They're getting dangerous and close to field goal range already. First out at the Vanica 47-yard line. About another 12 to 17 yards might put them within range. Positive signs on that defensive sequence. You got them into a third and six or seven. Got to make a stand here. Trips to the right, one to the near side, to the far side. Get a play action. Looking, looking, firing over the center of the field. That ball is caught again by Leon down inside the 15 to the 13. Just well, threw it in a perfect position, Hank. What you're seeing, Merle, is the net effect of the Lake Travis rushing attack opening up some windows in the secondary. And Caden Leon has been the go-to guy for Lake Travis. And that's a big, big play, biggest game from scrimmage, I think, the entire game. First down and 10 calves at the Viper 14. Inside of six minutes to go. Handoff, dives inside the 10 down to the eight yard line as Nico Hamilton gonna bring up a second down and about five. Clock starting to become a factor now, especially if they punch it in. They're already within field goal range. But five they're thinking yards. seven. Five yards on, a, on first down is, makes things a lot easier on your offense. Mm -hmm. Coach Usand is out on the field, just begging his defense to come up with a stop here. Second down and five from the nine. Low snap, pump fake. Did a fires, he's gonna throw that one away. Do it out of the end zone, the flag down at near the line of scrimmage. And that was for downfield, I think, is the uh, preliminary call here. Hmm. Unless they're saying that ball was uh, uncatchable. That is the umpire who. He's talking to Coach Santa, so it must be on Lake Travis. Yeah. Explaining the options here. I think you got to move him back. I do, I do too. They're too close. <laughs> the, the yardage, the, the chain gang is a little confused right now. He's <laughs> not sure where to go, but. Because hmm. the Vipers declined the penalty. It's what was the penalty? I didn't hear what he said. It kind of broke out right as he said it. Vipers declined it. It's third and five from the 14. Rain coming down harder now. Third and five from the nine. I said the 14, I meant the nine. Third and five from the nine. Two receivers and a stick on the right side, and we're gonna get a timeout. I'm, we're not going anywhere here with 5.14 to go. Third down and nine coming up, or third down and five coming up from the nine. I'll get it right eventually. Well, it's a game of inches, Merrill, and there have been some, there's been a handful of plays in this game that really could have made a significant difference. The Vipers, you know, two deep post routes, on one in the first half to to Miles Coleman, they're just off of his yep. fingertips, and it's, in the, it's, on, it's going the same way with the wind from left to right, and then in the second half, uh, Deuce Adams tried to go to his brother Eli Adams, and again, just yep. a bit too far. You have a touchdown, a defensive touchdown wiped off of the board in what looks to be a not uh, awesome officiating uh, experience. You know, based on, we are a partisan uh, 
uh, uh, crew a bit, but I don't understand that call. And then, you know, it's just a tight football game. You yeah. know, and the, these kind of football games, and we saw it last year with the Vipers' deep playoff run, one or two plays can make the difference in the, in the, the outcome of the game. That's exactly right. And, and pretty much last year on the run, all those plays went the Vipers' way. Tonight, none of them are. That's, that's a very good point. Third and five here. And you got to limit them to a field goal opportunity, Merle. 5-14 remaining in this game. New Braunfels back on top of Johnson. 24-23 with 11.40 to go in that one. Another nail-biter. Here we go. Third down and five. Did it in the shotgun. Swing pass right side. That's Lattle drives the line football. It's Get a out Vipers pick Vipers it up. Vipers ball. Viper football. Vipers ball. They've been flirting with it all night long. Drew Mestemaker comes up with it. What a play by number nine, Drew Mestemaker, the senior. They Big time. It. Yeah, they swung it to Caden Leone. He was going to, I bet it was going to be a quarter, He because he's a quarterback. That's a definite double pass attempt. And yep. a, a little bit of a mental lapse there by Caden Leone because that was an obvious lateral by yes, design. And he just did not keep playing football yeah, but, didn't but, react. but I'll tell you who did is number nine Drew Mestemaker for the Vipers as he jumps on the football and that is a big time play a big time momentum shift the Vipers are set up they're deep in their own territory 509 remaining wow wow what a swing first down and 10 Vipers at their own 14 yard line after a huge turnover 509 to go field goal will put the Vipers in front we're all tied up at 10 Adams swing pass to Coleman Gets the block to the 20, to the 25. Stays on the feet or flagging down to the 35. Some of this might be coming back. I wonder if they're going to call a hold on Oliver well down the field. That was a late flag. So Very you late. Unless they got a face mask or something. Wipers are walking backwards, however. Hmm. Oh. Well, we're not getting any help. The spot foul, so you're going to end up in a first and first, first down and five. five. Yeah, first and five. Ball spotted back at the 19. Got to get it to the 24. First and five. First down and five. One receiver split wide right. Two lined up with a stick in the right slot. One here to the near side. That's Chilton on the left going in motion left to right. Pump fake by Adams. Looking, looking, looking. Byron going for it all over the center of the field. That ball is incomplete. He threw that one to Eli Adams when there were three white shirts around him. That was a dangerous pass. Second down coming up. Stop the clock with 4.56 to go. Well, I like the thinking strategically in terms yeah. of taking a shot when you got a first down and five. But they look to be like in a three deep coverage. So there were white shirts all over the place. So second down and five. Got to pick it up here. Second and five from the 19. Moving from right to left. Coleman in the right slot. Adams dropping back. Looking, looking. Pass. Intercepted. Oh, incomplete. Boy, that was almost picked off by Keandre Lewis. He dove for that pass. I don't know if it was deflected or off the mark. He had it until he hit the ground. Whew. Man, oh man. 4.49 to go, third and five coming up. Do the, not want to give the football the back to Lake drama. Travis. Yeah, the high drama continues, Merle. That could have been disastrous for the Vipers. You need five. Adams in the shotgun. 
Dropping back, looking, in trouble. He's gonna try to get the corner, turn, he's gonna be tripped up at the 20, can't get there, he's a couple yards shy of the first down. On the edge for Lake Travis is Marcus Boswell, the senior linebacker making a huge play and Vandergrift will be forced to punt it away. Well, you were in the first and five there, Merle, and don't manage to convert. Hmm. Didn't run the football there. Nope. Lark Seidel, a sophomore wide receiver, back to receive the punt. Low snap, Mestermaker fields it clean and launches it into the rainy sky. Takes a sideways bounce and going to roll out of bounds at the Lake Travis 49-yard line. Well, Only about a 30-yard punt, and Lake Travis in great field position again with plenty of time to work with. 4.04 remaining, one timeout left. Well, the field position is another storyline in this game, and Lake Travis is definitely winning the game on that account. They're going to start the game. They're going to start this drive right at the 50-yard line. The Vipers have not had a single possession start on Lake Travis's half of the field nope. in this entire game. All right, here we go. Vipers have rode their defense all year long. Let's do it again. First down and 10 at the 50-yard line. Nico Hamilton, dragon tackler, is Ian Wood hanging on for dear life, and they're going to stack him up for about a four-yard pickup down to the Vanderbilt 46-yard line. Second down and six coming up. Well, that puts a lot of pressure on your defense. Four yards and a cloud of rubber pellets mm -hmm. on first down. McNeil comes from 14 points behind to defeat Bowie, 17 to 14. Well done. Well done, McNeil Mavericks. Second and six from the 46. Two receivers left, two to the near side. Did it in the shotgun. Pressure coming up the middle. Pass dumped underneath and batted away. Beautiful job. What is a that, play. Is that Diego? Yeah, that's Diego Delavara Vasquez. Yep. Timed it perfectly, jumped the route and swatted away third and five. Stops the clock with 321 to go in regulation. Heartbreaker and a life taker. This is the this is the kind of down and distance where the Vipers can get get the Cavaliers off the field. Yeah. With 321 remaining. Biggest play of the game. We're saying it again. Vipers have two timeouts to work with if they can get the stop here. Third down and six at the 41-yard line. Trips wide left, two to the near side. Empty back. Pressure dumped off underneath complete and inside the 40 and knocked down at the 35-yard line. There is number 12 again. First down, Lake Travis at the 35. Well, the Vipers have not had an answer for number 12. Nope. Caden Leon. He just ran an inside little drag route there, and Vipers brought some pressure, so linebackers vacated the area he ran straight into. Their kicker would have the wind at his back if it comes down to a field goal attempt. They're 52 yards away right now. First down at the Viper, 35. Hand off, Hamilton. Starts left, cuts it back up to the right inside the 30, gets it down to the 28-yard line, inching ever closer. Second down and three coming up. 2.37 left, and the clock is rolling. Full credit to Lake Travis for putting together a really well-designed game plan. They came in, committed to run the football, and they're making it happen. They are in no hurry whatsoever either. No. Vipers with two timeouts remaining. 
Second down and three from the 28-yard line. Hand off Hamilton, and he's going to get it down to the 25. It's looking about a yard shy of the first down, third and one. Inside of two minutes to go. You're seeing a really nice job of clock management by Lake Travis here as they are bleeding the clock dry. 146 and counting, and they got a third down and one. They 95 seconds. They're going to convert this first down, and the Vipers are going to have to burn all their timeouts. Power formation, and the quarterback sneak. Yeah. I'm not so sure he got there. I don't there. think he got it. The officials are saying no. They lined up everybody within the line of scrimmage. That's going to bring up a fourth down. And what do you do if you're Lake Travis here? I know. It would be a 26-50, 43-yard field goal attempt, and the Vipers are going to call a timeout with 118 to go. Ugh. They brought it. It's that Philadelphia Eagles play, and the Vipers stacked it up for no gain. Great effort right there by the Vipers defense on fourth and a – very short one, so I think they're going to go for it. I, I do mean, too. It's, I don't know why you wouldn't, based on what you know we've seen them, the way we've seen them run the football. So this is your season right here on one play. Because mm -hmm. it would be a 43-yard field goal in on a nasty night, wind yeah. or no wind. It's a nasty night. Yeah, I think. And it's getting nastier. It. it is getting nastier. I thought there was no rain forecast. <laughs> it's been doing this all night, and it's just getting worse. Crockett has defeated Waco University 14 to 13. We mentioned that Neil over Bowie 17 to 14. Going to bring up a fourth and one from the 26 after the timeout. This team with one timeout remaining now. Hmm. Yeah, I think you know Lake Travis goes for it here. Vipers with only one timeout remaining, so you know, they can try and punch it into the end zone or they can run the clock down and and call a timeout with right. no time left on the clock. Try and get the ball in the middle of the field, maybe gain a few more yards. But I bet they – what are you going to call here? <laughs> Your Lake Travis. The rugby play didn't work. No, it didn't. So you think they're going to do that again, go under center when they've been I, picking you've up? You've got to get it to number one. Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, he's been getting four yards every play. I'm not sure how you can do anything else but hand it to him. Here we go. Fourth down and one from the Viper, 26. Viper's clogging up the line. Cole Mendelson split out to the left side. He's the only receiver. They give it to one, and boy, if he got it, he didn't get it by much. The official coming in from the near side. I don't know. I don't think he got it. I don't think he got it, Merle. I don't. No, look they're at giving it. The it chains. They're giving it to him. No, you look at where he spotted it down. The chain is on the other side of the line. I don't. The line judge on this side is pointing to first down, and they're moving the chains. Oh man, that is not right. That is not right in a game like this. The chain was on the far side of the line. The ball is sitting on the line. you got to measure this thing. I don't know why you wouldn't measure it. I, I mean, the, the official should take a time out there and measure that. That's exactly right. First down, Lake Travis to the 25. Man, oh, man. Most snap, handoff to number one again. The Viper stuff him. Deshaun Morgan stuffs him. A loss of a yard, second and 11. Clock rolling, 36 seconds. They're going to run one more play, Merle. Yep, and probably try to get it in the center of the field, yep. I'm guessing. That's still a 43-yard field goal attempt from here. 
Not a chip shot. His long is 49. Second down and 11 from the 26. Ditta, handoff. Looking for a running on the left side. Try to get the corner turn. Cuts up to 20 and knocked out of bounds at the 17. That'll stop the clock with six seconds to go. And your season, it looks like it's going to come down to this. They could, they could snap it and try to get it in the center of the field and call uh, a timeout. No. Six seconds. I think you're going to see the field goal unit right now. That's at the 17, trying to be a 34-yard field goal attempt from the left hash for the sophomore Braden Doan with the game on the line. Vipers could call a timeout. They've got one left to ice him. Season on the line. And there's your timeout. They let it go as long as they could, and the Vipers call the timeout. The Vipers were propelled into the state championship game on a field goal last year. Will the season come to an end on a field goal against them tonight? Well, this game had it all. Maybe we're not done yet. Maybe so we're let's, not. Let's see what happens. But a high drama at Monroe Stadium. Tied 10 to 10. With six seconds to go in the fourth quarter in a first round playoff game. Man, oh man. New Braunfels leading Johnson 31 to 23. And I think Johnson may have just punched it in again, I'm not sure. Vipers are desperately hoping it's gonna be them. So much has to go right on this play for Lake Travis. On a nasty night, they need a good snap, they need a good hold, they need a kick, the ball's on the far hash, the wind is swirling. Here we go. From 34 yards out, with the season on the line. Snap and hold, kick is up, and it is good. One second left, Lake Travis leads 13. I think they are saying the clock has expired. So I think that is that the ball is gonna game. That's going to be it. Yeah, the officials are, well, now they're talking it over. Well, I don't know if it matters if they get this one right. But it looks like we're going to have to have a kickoff. I'm Lee Travis. I just kick this thing on the ground and let it bounce around for a while. One second on the clock, so they're well, going to have to kick off. They're going to have to kick off. Somehow have to get the ball in the hands of number one. Somehow, some way. That's absolutely right, and I think, I mean, if it's Lake Travis, I think they may be onside it. Yeah, you I don't, do. You yeah. don't want it anywhere near number one for sure, and then maybe you're talking about a lateral play. Yep. Well. Vipers have worked on lots of stuff. They, yes, indeed. I bet this is something that you rep, and this is, you know, this is something you do to have some fun on special teams, and you might need it. Looks like you got a you got a bunch of guys with good hand guys with good hands out there. So yep. let's let's see. Three Mestermakers on the kickoff return unit. Lots of little numbers. Got to get this all the way downfield. 
And now Lake Travis is going to call a timeout. They want to make sure that they've got everything in place. What a game. Highly entertaining football game. The result, not what we want, but I have to say, no shortage of drama. It is just a shame that either one of these teams, one of them is going to be done after the night. Yeah, I, I agree, Merle. I mean, uh, the hard-fought contest, full credit to Lake Travis and their effort. You know, really proud of this Vipers team. I mean, they did a lot of things this year that have never been done. And they can, hang their, they can hold their heads high. Undece undefeated season, broke a lot of records. One second left in your season. Barring a miracle. Well, the Vipers are owed some karma after some of the weird stuff that's happened to them tonight. Yes, indeed. We'll see it all plays out here. Doan with the kick from the 40-yard line. Kicks it along the ground. It takes a high hop to the 30. Chilton. And back to Chilton. Laddles it over to Coleman to the near side. This is what you want. He's got to find some running room. Up the far sideline to the 15 to the 20. He is going to be lateral. Look, keeps it alive, still loose, and Lake Travis falls out of the 20-yard line, and that's going to be it. Well. There's, oh, wait, there's a flag down. Hold everything. There's a flag back here at the 40-yard line. They may have to do it again. Hmm. What is the flag? I mean, it could be on the Vipers from that position, I wouldn't think. Referees are waving the Lake Travis squad back to the sideline, so. I bet they jumped off sides. sides on the outside kick, yeah. Wow. We're backing up five yards and <laughs> do it again. Keeping the drama alive. Well, you got it to number one there, but he looks a bit shaken up as he took a shot being driven out of bounds. But you know, they were trying to get in the football there and they managed to do it. He's staying in the staying in the game. Miles Coleman, the senior, you'd have to get a forklift to get him out of the game at this point. I know. Smart, fast, and tough as nails. Yep. Number one, Miles Coleman. What a player. Oh, wow. <laughs> Off sides. That's a like Travis stepped on their own foot a bit there. Viper fans are going to woulda, coulda, shoulda this one mm -hmm. forever. They wind up losing this game by three points when they had a touchdown taken away from them. That is not going to sit well. Well, like Travis lined up on the 40, but forgot to Forgot about the five-yard penalty, so here we go. Take two. Take two. Take two. The miraculous has happened before. <laughs> so Dylan with the football on the teeth, the 35, kicking it from left to right. Clean kickoff this time, and he is loose football. That's if he touched it, they're going to have to kick it again. If they Lake nope. Travis fell on the football. I think it went to 10 yards. Though. I think it went just enough before he got on it. I'm waiting for a flag or something. There hasn't been a definitive word yet from the officials. 
That's going to be the ball game. The officials better run. <laughs> That's going to be your final score. After all that drama, the game kind of ends in a whimper. But your final score, Lake Travis is going to get the win here tonight, 13-10 to 10 over the Vandegut Vipers. And the Vipers have lost the first-round playoff game for the first round in school in the first round in school history. But man, oh man, oh man. Well, when you come up against the big boy football in you know Division One Six A, you got Lake Travis, a five-time state champion, and I'll tell you what, they're a you know a, you have to expect based on the way that the chart lines up in the bracket that they're going to be playing Westlake in that yep. quarterfinal. And so they uh, they only lost to that team by six points, so they're headed for a rematch against their rivals. But the Vipers, very proud of the football team, Merle. They, they fought till the bitter end. And just a game of inches is the, you know, there's a handful of plays, three, uh, uh, three or four that I can think of that made a huge difference in the outcome of this game. Right. If, and to your point, Merle, I think you make a very good point that, uh, you know, last year during that run, those plays seemed to really go the Vipers' way. And then today, tonight, just didn't happen. So riding the karma a bit. But what an incredible football season. 61 seniors on this squad. They've got a lot to be proud of. A lot of milestones, a lot of really Im impressive records that were set by this team. Just a really fantastic season. You go 10-0, and 0, you're going to end up 10-1. End up and 1. Yeah. You lose by three points to the five-time state champions. It's no reason to hang your head. The Vipers have got a lot to be proud of. Now it's time to get to work in the offseason and get ready for next se next year. Yep. Yeah, I mean, all of that is true. And right now, nobody down there in that field no. cares. No, Man. but you got a lot coming. you got a lot of oh, pieces yeah. coming back. Yep. The sub-varsity teams were undefeated. Is that correct, the JV? I believe so, yeah. So you got some high-quality players on that JV black squad. They're going to reload. It's a tough one. Football can be cruel in these situations, but... You either, you either win or you learn. 13 to 10, the final score. The Viper season comes to an end here tonight at Monroe Memorial Stadium. We will take an extended break, and when we come back, we'll hear from Coach Sue Sanders, and they'll be back for the post-game show. Vipers dropping the game for the first time this season, and it comes in the playoffs. You're listening to Vatica Vipers Football on the Horn. Hey, Viper fans, it is time for the Viper Minute. This is the chance just to talk just about a little bit of the things that make us who we are as opposed to just our X's and O's and what you see on the football field. We've been through our hallmarks. We've been through, through our questions. We've been through our results. And then now we kind of get into our guiding sayings that we teach the young men that um, kind of tell them who, what we're about. Last week we talked about the, uh, the building block of ETW. And then we've got a another a little acronym called TGIT. And that has been such a good thing. In fact, it's so good for me if you were ever to come by and check out my office. I've got it on a piece of paper right behind my desk, and I read it at least once a day to be thankful for what we have. And so it ba is based off of this saying of TGIF. And we've all said that. And we've all felt that. You know, at times your job gets a little uh, boring or, or maybe you're just tired of the stress of something, get me to the weekend, get me out of the grind and get me into some relaxation and away from all this other stuff on Monday through Thursday, right? 
So we, did, we flipped that and we said, thank goodness it's today. And we talked to the kids, and this is such a human condition of wanting to fast forward your entire life. I remember when I had younger kids, and I remember thinking to myself, I can't wait till they get out of diapers. Well, and then when they were in diaper, you know, out of diapers, and it's like, I can't wait till they do this. I can't wait till they do And I turn around, and my oldest son is graduated and, and working. And I, I know I was a good dad at the same time. Was there a moment that I missed because I was always trying to fast forward it? And I was always very aware of that, especially the last several years. I think that that's a great concept to teach young people now. Like, okay, it's Monday. You're sitting in math class. Do you really want to be there? Well, most football boys would say, probably not, right? <laughs> Coach, I want to get out of this. But if you have the right attitude, TGIT could actually make you have a good attitude. I'm sitting by a couple of friends. I'm in an air-conditioned classroom. I'm safe. Um, I'm going to be here for an hour, and then I'm going to get to move to football or whatever else. There's so many things to be thankful for. I think that's what TGIT is, is don't fast forward your life looking to the next big thing because we're all bent to do that, I believe. Instead, be where you are. Be happy that it's a Tuesday and it may be hot in practice or whatever else. Be happy because there's always something you can be thankful for. Truly, there's always something you can be thankful for. You know, the old saying of um, the person that didn't have shoes complained about it until they saw the person that didn't have feet. Like you, There's always something you can find to be thankful for in your life. And there's always something you can appreciate in the moment where you can, you can figure out and say, okay, so that's what TGIT is about, is not trying to move forward, actually saying today, here we are on a Tuesday, a random Tuesday, and let's make it the best day possible. That's what TGIT means. Welcome back to Monroe Memorial Stadium. 13 to 10, your final score. Lake Travis has defeated the Vatican Vipers tonight. Earl Bertrand here along with Hank Hutz in the post-game show. And I was thinking, Hank, while we were at break, I was watching, you know, the, the team gathering around uh, Coach Sanders and everything. You walk around in the in the athletic area, in the in the football area, in the hallway, uh, even on the, the, the signage in the stadium, you see lots of photos like that of the team celebrating and, you know, the Viper Claw and all that kind of stuff. A much more somber affair here, but in some ways as important, if not more important, what Coach Sanders probably told those guys. Absolutely right, because what's happening with Coach Sanders, as we hear in his hallmark and his question, is he's teaching them lessons for life. Right. And, you know, there are so many instances that we've heard from players coming back, talking to us at halftime. I've had a couple of sons in the program, and it's, it's a big deal, the things that they're learning uh, on the, in this Vipers program. I mean, that's the reason you got 61 seniors that stick around because they just want to be a part of the tradition, part of the culture. Uh, that's not by accident. It's by design. There's so many little things that Coach Sanders does to you know, build these young men up. Yep. And this is another life lesson. I mean, life is, you know, difficult. And, you know, this is a difficult situation, and it's a disappointing outcome for this team, uh, you know, based on, you know, what we saw in the regular season. But, you know, this is, this is how life works sometimes. Sometimes you just meet – you know, a big, a big bully on the block. You know, Lake <laughs> Travis, they just came in. They, they played extremely well. They're a very talented football team. They executed a good good plan. They, you know, uh, they held the Vipers, I think, just under 200 yards in total offense. You know, Vipers just had a hard time getting going against the, against the Cavaliers. And, you know, full credit to them. They're a great program. 
they're going to learn some lessons from this, and they're going to go on to great things. There's a lot of fantastic young men on this team, and you know they've got a, uh, their whole lives. Uh, you know they're 18 years old, yeah. and uh, you know the seniors are graduating, and then you know they're uh, they're all going to go on to great things, and we'll be excited to see what what these guys you know accomplish in their life because of the things that they learn in this program. Right. And I'm sure they were listening. I'm sure they were absorbing every word. And I guarantee that as soon as he got done talking, as much rain as we've got in the area right now, that field got a whole lot wetter because I bet the tears just let go. Yes. Well, you you know, you cry uh, when you lose sometimes. You cry a bit harder sometimes when you win. So, right. uh, you know, the Vipers had a, a glorious season last year going deep into the playoffs. But, you know, there's a lot to be proud of uh, from this Vipers football team. They did so many things, unprecedented things uh, and you know record-breaking season in a lot of ways so hang your head uh, hold your head high uh, seniors move on to a you know bigger and better life in front of them that you know they're going to take these lessons that they learn from being here in the vipers program and go on and they're going to excel in the classroom and and be successful businessmen teachers doctors lawyers and then you know for the vipers are coming back the interclassmen time to rebuild get busy and start again next year well, just a few moments ago, Marcus Spears was able to catch up with head coach uh, Drew Sanders down on the field as he was uh, get, uh, finished addressing his players. So let's hear uh, Coach's immediate thoughts in the after after aftermath of this heartbreaking loss tonight. Thanks, guys. Coach, tough game, tough loss. What, do you, what did you say to your guys after the game? Oh, I just tell them how proud I am of them, you know. It hurts, hurts, um, you know, obviously lost to a good opponent, but still didn't feel like we put our best effort out there. Um, so we'll, um, you know, we'll move on. But I'm really, really proud of this senior class. I think they accomplished a lot. Um, it ended a little too soon, but I'm really proud of them. Uh, speaking of the seniors, as they step into their ne next phase in life, do you have any messages in particular you want to relate to them? Oh, well, you know, life is full of the moments just like this where you don't really understand why it has to happen and you've got struggles and you've got – and so hopefully they'll learn that, you know, the sun will come up tomorrow and still did some good things this season and, and hopefully they'll learn to, to build on this. Thanks, Coach. Back to Merlin and Hank. All right, thank you, Marcus. And uh, Marcus, you're actually up here with us now. So uh, I can't, that, that had to be one of the toughest uh, conversations you've had. He's, he, he, I, I don't think I've ever heard him sound so bummed out and with good reason. Uh, it was tough trying to come up with the questions to ask <laughs> him. You could, you could probably see me pacing on the sideline as he's talking to his guys because I was wanted to word it in the correct way. Right. So, you know, it didn't come off in a certain negative fashion. But yeah, it this was a tough loss. Yeah, and you can see the emotions on the kids' faces. Coach, uh, coach stayed out there for a while, hugging his family. This this one this one hurt. San Antonio Johnson, by the way, a hail mary pass with under a minute to go to defeat New Braunfels thirty six to thirty one. So Lake Travis will take on San Antonio Johnson next week. Um, I mean, we could talk about it all night. It's not going to change anything. And we got a lot of seniors we want to thank. We'll come back for final thoughts. But, uh, uh, Hank, let's go ahead. And uh, you mentioned all the seniors. That's been a point of strength.